do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 19 the switch mania playcast the kickstarter sold. <laughs> it's the biggest episode we've had so far the biggest the baddest the craziest the, the raddest and as the name says we're going to switch it up um since the kickstarter <laughs> is live we want to give uh, backers and those that have supported um you know front load a little bit of information because uh, we want to make sure that all of your questions are being answered. Number one, live, so you know what's what. And then we're also going to update the FAQs on the Kickstarter page based off this, too. So it's a double yes. fun. Woo. This is going to be a good, good episode. I'm so excited. I've, I've been talking about this one at work. I mean, everybody that sits around me has known about the Kickstarter for months. They know, you know, about JP Switchmania. They know about Switchmania Playcast. And... I was originally going to take off on Tuesday because the Kickstarter was going live and I knew I just wouldn't be able to concentrate at work. Oh, yeah. But I ended up I ended up going in and I had the Kickstarter page up. You and I were talking all throughout the morning. And as soon as it went live, I mean, everybody just like knew about it. And like literally all day long, I was like 10%, 20%, 50%. And I kept just going around like the entire floor, just talking to people about it. And I mean, it was just I was so excited, and and I work in a company that is not is so far removed from video games, but it didn't matter. Everybody was just so pumped and excited for us, and they knew all the work that we had been putting into this. And it just I can't believe we're already twenty four hours past the launch of the Kickstarter already. It's really crazy. And the one thing I was telling JP, like, because we were obviously we're conversing all the time, anyways, but like it was intense, and I worked too, which was crazy Uh, my Mm -hmm. phone was basically unusable with kickstarter updates but um that's how it goes um but the the crazy thing was i was trying to explain to jp is like i'm not really worried about monetarily what it supports it's more the impressiveness is the the people that have supported Mm -hmm. because like for me if you like look on could you look on things like kick track to look at your kickstarters and quote unquote see how much it'll make but i don't I do this as a hobby, so like the monetary monetary aspect is kind of arbitrary because like I could be like other Kickstarter books and charge like sixty seventy dollars for a book, but instead we're doing it more affordable and subsidizing shipping. So like we're gonna earn a little bit less money, but like I was telling JP, the all time record was seventy one backers in the first day, and we had a hundred and eleven. First day, not first twenty four hours. First day, first twenty four hours, we had another ten hours in there. I think we're close to like one thirty, or it was. It's insane. That's where I'm humbled, and it's like, thank you everybody for your support. Like that's awesome. Um, Getting towards stretch goals, the monetary value is there because that's what it'll take to to make it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. But like. You're going to notice I'm not really going to focus on, oh, I need X amount of dollars. It's more those of you that can share it with other people. Uh, right. The funds will come because the more people that see it, like the book, my books, like the quality is up there. Everybody likes them. So I feel mm-hmm. like the product sells itself. Um, yeah, well, I agree. It's just a matter of people knowing about it. Exactly, and that's where everybody listening is going to help, and JP's going to help. I know he's going to yes. mention something in a minute. Um, but yes. it, that's the thing, because all Kickstarters start crazy and end crazy. 
there's a whole middle lull from day two to 29, like, and that's where everything <laughs> will help, um, because obviously we have, like, awesome communities. Video Games Monthly is gonna have some Switch Collector and Switch Mini Playcast cards going in their boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also in a magazine. Switch Player Magazine. Yep, Switch Player Magazine, yep, which so I haven't gotten mine yet, so that means those haven't shipped. So right, so those so so those have begun shipping, but they're shipping from the UK. So people yeah. over there are starting to receive it in the US. We should be seeing it in a week or two. And what's really cool is that the Kickstarter is live, and the interview that I did with you just gives people more of a background about who you are, your passion about it, and a little more insight into the the Kickstarter campaign itself. And I think that's really good timing, coincidentally, haha. <laughs> but I think it's great because you know it just reinforces just like the love that you have of video games in general and you know you are really well known in the retro community right i mean you attend a lot of cons and that's how we met actually and then we just found our passion together for the nintendo switch and here we are making a book about a system that's only in its third year but it has such a big impact in the video game society already and it's just amazing that you know we're able to document and and chronicle all of this yeah, I mean, it started off as a an April Fool's joke of doing the complete switch. To mm-hmm. uh, we had a serious talk about well, we could do this episodically, like a Switchopedia, like that. Yep. Literally turned into that, and then I'm like, hey, check out this thing that I created, and it was the format for the first review, which was the Zelda Breath of the Wild one, and then you mm-hmm. just went, oh my god, <laughs> and, this, and it, this needs to happen. And then it started to spitball out of control to the point where uh, I've been working on it. And, and I mean, I, we've been working on this book since January. So it's yeah. almost fully written for the physical side. All the formatting's done. Um, so, like, once this book is funded, like, there's a timeline on the campaign. Um, if we can get all the contributors to get their stuff in um, in a timely <laughs> manner, which that always is a thing because if somebody's supporting the Kickstarter, I don't want to shortchange them just because they were out of town or something. So I try to give people as much leeway as possible. Um, but I want to make everything very clear, and then you know eventually we'll hit a, a no no crap. We gotta we gotta publish it. Um, right. But that does give time to QC heavily. I'm gonna have this time around. I I do have an editor. I know I've seen a couple of people volunteer to do some editing too, which is great. Um, anybody mm-hmm. who wants to take a chop at the um, the text, I will always be happy to let people see. Um, especially, mm-hmm. I'll check out their work though, of course, and make sure that they're mm-hmm. they're they're good doing <laughs> doing a good thing. Because I do editing as well, but the writer typically cannot edit as well as a second set of eyes. Because mm-hmm. um, when you write something, you see it so many times that you miss it. Just like on the Kickstarter, I had um, thirty five dollar pint glass. I had forty dollars on one spot. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's $35. Yeah, that happens. That's $35. <laughs> like when somebody asked me, and I'm like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not 40 it's 35 That's that's what it'll take to get the glass shipped to somebody in the States. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're subsidizing for international. So I'd say let's, uh, let's go into I know you wanted to put something out, and then we'll go into FAQs. I did. So I first wanted to just say thank you to everybody that has – been supporting this since we first announced it way back when up until this minute just through all of your posts and retweetings and sharings and comments and and backing of course um we're just 
like you said, we're just so humbled that, you know, this book has been so well received already and it's so early in the campaign. But I wanted to do an early thank you through a giveaway just as a thank you to everybody that's been supporting this. So I'm going to put this information on Twitter afterwards. But if you're listening to this, you're going to hear it first. Or as I and all say, we're going to add the Twitter, the Twitter. <laughs> I just want to ask everybody. All you have to do is type in www.switchopedia.com on your Twitter feed, make a tweet, tag us, and just tell people to check it out. That's all. Just say, check out this awesome new Kickstarter for the Switch Collector. Here's the URL. Tag Hagen's Alley. Tag JP Switchmania. And I'm just going to pick one person randomly. And this is open to everybody all around the world. I'm just going to pick one of the tweets that we're tagged in. And you're going to get a copy, brand new, of Saints Row the Third, the full package for the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. It's a fun game. It's a funny game. And that's how I associate it with our book. It's It's fun. And it's exciting. So what better game to pair this with? So again, all the details will be on Twitter. We'll also mention this again before the end of the episode, just in case it was too much to, to write down all at once. But yeah, you're going to have a chance to win Saints Row the Third, the full package for a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, all you got to do is write in switchopedia.com. Um, I do have to put out a disclaimer that I won't be posting any of these on the kickstarter itself because it's frowned upon by kickstarter but it is associated with the playcast so um yes just, yes it is and jp's doing it not me <laughs> yes i guess i am so that that way it's it's completely good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so what have people been asking there's been a ton of questions already and it's to the point where yeah we got it i want to address them all um so sure that way those that are listening in the first 10 minutes they're already going to get some answers to the questions and hopefully those of you that have questions will get them answered yes sure so let's begin so one of the questions has to do with international shipping so one person had mentioned on a discord they said the book looks good but it's 70 dollars us to get to the uk so they thought the shipping was high. So I, I mentioned that you are subsidizing the shipping, but I was hoping maybe you can explain that a little bit more yeah. and maybe we'll put that in the FAQ as well. So that's not the first person that said it was $70 shipping to get it out there. Um, now, the thing that's interesting is that I think what they meant to say was $70 total to get mm -hmm. it out there. And that's true. Um, now, when I say I'm subsidizing or we're subsidizing or the project is being subsidized, that means that we are covering an amount so that way we charge a universal amount for everybody international, which is mm -hmm. $30 for the book. Um, mm -hmm. Now, this book, if it is over 400 pages, which right now we're over 300 without any mm -hmm. backer sections, without JP's collector section, without the the actual um, accessories and there's a lot more that we're planning on adding. Um, mm -hmm. So over 400 pages, it's going to be a five to six pound book, five to six pounds going to uh, Australia or Europe, for example, is going to be 60 to $70 just shipping. Mm -hmm. So we're charging 30. So you're going to save essentially 30, $40, maybe $50, depending on where you live. Cause it all goes by address and it goes by weight. Um, now if it was mm -hmm. a small book that was six, six pounds or whatever, we could put it in a small box and it would cost less. However, sure. 
It is 11 and a half inches by eight and a half. It's a big coffee table, beautiful, full color book. Uh, the paper, the paper stock, the pages are thick, which is why it weighs so much as we do the highest quality paper stock we can, the best binding. That stuff adds weight to the book. So if we did chintzy mm-hmm. paper, thin paper, and a smaller book, it would weigh like two pounds and it, people could get it for 20 bucks or something. Um, but mm-hmm. it is a heavy <laughs> but high quality book. So I've been shipping books for almost a long time now like five years now and Mm -hmm. the the shipping is insane um and if people still think that 30 dollars is too much we're we apologize but literally the usps keeps raising their rates every year Mm -hmm. um the only other option is if we could get some kind of international distributor out in europe um Mm -hmm. i've talked with a couple people um and some people were interested and i'm talking about like other book publishers um Mm -hmm. were interested but then we got to figure out the logistics behind all of that because the last thing i want to do is send you know thousands of books to somebody and then they can't handle thousands of books shipping or something like that like i want to make sure everything works well and then it doesn't end up costing more than if we actually per per book to ship than if we just did it from the states. So there's a little bit of logistical mm-hmm. piece there, um, but we are. It is forty dollars for the book, plus ten dollars shipping in the U.S., thirty dollars shipping international. Um, that is as f- cheap as anyone will ever see a book of this size and caliber. Um, but and, unless you're shipping from Europe. So that would be the best. Um, that being said, though, as, as I've mentioned to JP in messages, um, all the other items add weight and size and bulk. So those aren't going to be subsidized as nicely because um, it's mm-hmm. super expensive. And some of them are coming from other people. Um, like, for example, the pint glass is coming from Moto's glass. So the price is adjusted accordingly. Um, and so... But... And then... It, I will subsidize the international shipping costs on some of those other items too. So you'll actually save a little bit in shipping when it comes to some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Long so one of the <laughs> No, it's good. I mean, I think people need to understand because, you know, you just see a number, but you don't understand how that number came to be. So questions do come up. So it's good yeah. that you explain the logistics behind it. Um, so another question was actually came from uh, Nintendo Soup. So first off, thank you uh, for supporting the campaign and sharing it when it went live. But one of the questions he asked, and actually a few other companies that asked, is how do they get a dedicated page? Or could they get a dedicated page in terms of maybe an ad or just a write-up with an ad just for them? Sure. So I've seen a lot on the contributor uh, tiers, and I do see all the social media. JP kind of... It's been smacking my hand when I respond too much. It's funny, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but basically, Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, with the contributors, I mean, I've seen a few people saying that they don't want to see the contributors intermingled in the book, and I, I told them like we've done this and I've done this multiple times with books. It turns out amazing, like. I mean, you don't know what kind of awesome stories people have went through with the Switch, and it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. they're, you know, super popular or a quote-unquote celebrity or anything. It's still cool to see the history behind <laughs> it because our experience 
experiences are what make this community cool. Um, so that being said, the contributors and the spreads. So basically, if you're a contributor to the book, you can contribute any kind of Switch-related story you want to. Um, for those that have companies, for example, or a website or something like Nintendo Soup, they could absolutely do a promo page or something about what they're doing because it covers the Switch, right? Nintendo Soup does. Right. So, I mean, that's completely relevant to me. I don't see any issue with that, and I think that'd be a super cool like spread. And they can write about like how they, what they love about the Switch and what they do. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think I, it'd be a good idea. And yeah. and. Yep, 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 yep. Yes, okay, uh, the next question I had was the $70 is the contributor tier. Yep. And then past that, at the $100, $140, it didn't, I mean, I didn't see it, and I guess some other people didn't see it, but it didn't list contributor as well. So mm-hmm. at those price points above the 70 are they also considered a contributor? So I was telling this, um, actually, because JP did ask me this one, um, I said technically I didn't add it to it, However, comma, um, the items are priced accordingly to where if you want to contribute, you absolutely can. Um, you're already pledging past the contributor tier. Does that make sense? Like, it's mm-hmm. the contributor tier is X amount of dollars. Well, you're pledging past that and getting another physical item. So I figure it's not a problem at all. That being said, those that don't want to contribute that are getting the other items past that tier, they don't have to either. So, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if, they, if somebody is, you know, getting the the limited edition slipcase and they don't want to contribute, that's fine. You know, not, not everybody has mm-hmm. to contribute, if that makes sense. But um, it is definitely open. And when we do the post-campaign... Um, surveys, whether that's on BackerKit or just through Kickstarter, um, the more backers we get, BackerKit is much easier to manage things than using Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will ask surveys, and in the survey, it'll be like, "Do you want to be a contributor?" And then, like, what type? And then it'll be a f- type in the blank, fill in the blank type thing that you can mm-hmm. let, let us know. And then um, the other thing with contributors too is we. Depending on how many contributors we have, we may split it into sections. Uh, for example, you know, like something like Nintendo Soup, um, somebody like doing a personal story to somebody talking about their favorite games or something like that, mm-hmm. or like developer publishers. Like there could be multiple sections with that too, because I think like mm-hmm. having little subsections and subsets is fun to read too. I think so, too. And that's also why I really like doing interviews with developers and publishers and YouTubers, because everybody has a story. You know, we all came together in this video game community, but we all walk different paths of life. And it's just interesting to kind of see where people, how people got there. But for this book, it the Switch, you know, I always use the word magical, so I'm going to use it again today. The Switch is magical. And it, to me, I am really interested to hear everybody's story on, on what the switch has meant to them if that's if that's what they want to talk about or maybe they have a favorite game that that has meant something to them that had an impact on them and i mean to me that's very interesting because you know you can relate a lot to people and when you start hearing these stories and you go wow like that's very similar to how i felt or like i can completely see where they're coming from 
I mean, to me, like, you know, I was never involved in, in a video game community and the Switch is what got me involved and it got me to meet so many people. And it's just been such a wild ride since, for me, since really like April 2017. So just right after the Switch came out. Um, and I'm very curious to see like what people want to share in the book. Well, and then you got to think about the other thing is we talk about it on the Playcast a lot. The community is awesome. And like, why would we not want to hear from the community? Like my opinion, exactly. like I want to hear from the community and like those of you that are worried that it'll be like, you know, crazy or unprofessional or something like we have editors like it'll right. it'll it'll be nice if we need something back from a contributor. We'll ask for more information like it's not right. Super, exactly. It's not super hard. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. done this a lot. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on on a similar note, uh questions that I've gotten has actually have actually been from publishers. Um, so they've been wondering kind of what their what the expectation is for their write up if they choose to do so. Um, so I know we were talking about interview questions, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit on on what we can expect from developers and publishers specifically. Yeah, so with the developers and publishers, what we're really going to want is their experiences with the Nintendo Switch specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the actual <laughs> Switch, um, what they're doing, um, how they got there, if there's any interesting stories, any dealings with Nintendo that were fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I know um, one of yours specifically, they were asking, oh, can I write about my game that I published? And the published date of the game happened in 2018 um so my thoughts right. are were they working on the game in 20 in the purview of the book probably so they could have mm-hmm. a unique take on that to where it fits the purview of the book they talk about it and then their game will likely be featured in the in the volume that it fits into which would probably be the next volume because i think it was early 2018 right so i mean it's completely relevant to me um and you can basically how you write your story um can absolutely fit the purview of the switch collector depending on you know Mm -hmm. what you talk about and it also opens up you know different types of avenues of of talk um Mm -hmm. for example like even if the um like some of the limited publishers like limited run games wanted to talk about um the switch they absolutely could as well because i guarantee you they were working on switch stuff in 2017 so oh yeah and they had they had made the announcement that they were going to be bringing the switch or bringing games mm-hmm. to the switch so it'd be very interesting for me to hear that whole perspective and if they wanted to go and this is you know for limited run for super rare games for east asia i mean for anybody just you know how that that process came to be right they saw the switch and they knew they wanted to make games but how they go about deciding what game number one would be? How did they know how they want to market it? I mean, to me, you know, I'm a marketing major, so that that aspect has always been fascinating to me. But I would love to hear more about behind the scenes because a lot of times you don't you don't get that that peek through the window, right? So you kind of just see what they're announcing. And you know, limited run games is great because they do the fireside chats every month, so you get to hear right from the owners, and they and they talk and share personal stories and updates, but you know, I think it'd be great to kind of see what life was like for them as it was leading up to their releases for the Switch in year two. And hopefully that's something that, you know, we'll, we'll have them address should they want to. Well, and, and that's just it, is that that is part of the history of the Switch. 
Like, mm-hmm. that's from a different perspective that you don't see. It would make a really interesting read, and that's part of that, you know, the contributor or developer publisher sections, or, you right. know, and if we get enough, like, each one will be its own separate section. It could be a limited, you know, publisher right. section if we get enough interest. Um, right. But all of this is contingent on support as well, so the more people that yes. want to support, great. Um, if somebody doesn't want to, we're not going to force anybody to, to support. No, 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 we no. want to make this the most comprehensive, the best switch book we possibly can. Yeah. And as you, as you talk about it, all I'm thinking is that this book really is for everybody, right? I mean, just, we just look at year one, let's say, and for people who just want to know what games came out, we've got that covered. And what's really cool is one of the add on items is a custom case with uh, custom artwork that you made and a NES-style manual that, that has a checklist of all the games. So if somebody just wants to know just what the physical games were that came out, the book's got you covered. Now let's say somebody wants to know what the games are about. You've written anywhere, I believe, from one to six-page reviews with images, with the items that came with it, and you know that'll be in the collector section as well. But we're going to get people covered on, on the physical releases. Then what about those digital games that haven't made the physical jump yet? And, you know, maybe hidden gems, maybe under the radar, maybe super popular. You know, with the eShop now, there's so many games that it's so easy to miss those year one games that we're going to cover that. And then you talk about the accessories. You talk about the history. I mean, you talk about the contributor stories, the developer stories. I mean, this book... You literally can open it up, and you're gonna find something that is that attracts you to it. And on any given day, you may want to read something different. And I think that's what's so great about this book. It's all encompassing. You know, it's fully colored. I mean, it's just like uh, it's a visual delight to look at, let alone read. That I mean, I feel like you could just get lost in this book for days. And I mean, even as me, like as a as a collector that had everything year one. I can't wait to see it all like together and in order and just like, you know, in, in one place. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to read this book (laughs) as you can tell. Exactly. And that's the thing that I, I love is the passion behind everybody in the community, yourself included. Like it's just, everybody enjoys everything about the switch. I'm OCD, so I have to cover it all. So it's, (laughs) it's great. Um, but the other thing is, is this is my favorite system to collect for bar none. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be, um, it's been fun just writing about uh, and playing all the games from year one. And oh yeah, it's the, the digital rabbit hole is, is deep. And that's going to be another thing is if we're missing some digital games, like backers can let us know, listeners can let us know and we'll add those to the the book as well because as long as it's a good game nothing's off limits and we can go deep we even saw it i mean one of the on as soon as the the kickstarter launched on on one of the discords already somebody was asking us oh is i'm probably gonna pronounce the name of the game wrong but oh is comico covered because it's a digital only game and you're like yeah why not and it's just it's something like that i mean if you have an interest or you think a game deserves to be in the book speak up Share it with us. Either post it right on the Kickstarter page or reach out to us on social media because this is essentially a community book. I mean, we want this book to have what you're looking for. So it can only get better from this point by feedback and by engagement. So, you know, I'm glad, you know, somebody spoke up because I'm sure we're going to cover the game, but there may be a game that that even flew past us that we didn't even realize that, you know, was a big hit. So, 
you know, it's always important that, you know, people share their thoughts. And especially now, while the Kickstarter is live, you know, tag us, you know, share the link, share your stories. And yeah, let's make this book even better than it already is going to be. Well, and one thing I wanted to address was, I mean, there is a lot of information obviously available online, but there's a lot of misinformation online too. And I've noticed that even mm-hmm. with my previous retro games, there's a lot of information and research that's been done on the NES and Super Nintendo. And I found a lot of inaccuracies that I was able to correct in my books. So mm-hmm. it's something similar with the Switch is like, okay, stuff's available online, great. But number one, is it all accurate? We're going to check everything verbatim. We're going to play every single thing, look at every single box, take pictures of everything we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to do that. Plus, correct any deficiencies plus it's all going to be available in one easily accessible book that's going to look awesome on any collection or coffee table um Mm -hmm. um i remember there was one question you had or one comment that we saw where somebody was asking could we do are we doing an appendix in the back um yes that somebody could easily in the back yeah and they could easily track and i was like Mm -hmm. you know that's something we might be able to do in the back we'll have to see how it formats out at the end Uh, because that's Mm -hmm. gonna but the thing is i want it to be a full a to z in the back including digital including everything so you have every single game a to z and then where it is in the book because we're going mm-hmm. release date for each section. So in order to find Sonic Mania, which will be in a physical, um, physical <laughs> um, it'll be, you know, you have to flip around to find it. Or you just go in the appendix and then it's on page XYZ. Um, my mm-hmm. other thing was is that technically the manual inside the promo switch case is definitely fit in your pocket collector's guide for the first mm-hmm. year for physicals. So... There's that too. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing. Uh, so, I don't know if that's what that person was talking about. And maybe that fulfills what they were saying. Maybe they still mm-hmm. find a need to have something in the back. Um, mm-hmm. If I can figure out, or, or actually, if I can figure out how much it would cost, I might be able to do like perforated pages in the back that somebody could tear out. But, oh my gosh! Oh, I would never, I would never do that. Yeah, I already. Have I, I, I could not. Thing. I don't think I could rip it out of your book. <laughs> well, and that's my thing is like I don't think anybody would, and that would be the other question is is it worth it? Because I have people that don't right. want to mark in the books to check off the collections, which is why right. we're doing the sticker tier. So, right. I mean, we have that. So I don't even know if that would be worth it because I wouldn't use it. You wouldn't use it. So right. who is that for then? Right. And, but that's then, something that we could easily do a poll on, and or or at the end of the campaign, we could always send out. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a poll Ooh. in on? Ah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those are things that you know. If if there is a need, speak up, share it with us, because it may spark a conversation or dialogue with other people that are going like, huh. That's a good idea. That's something that I would like. So yeah. we don't know these things until, you know, people tell us about it sometimes. So that's why it's very important. And and, and like you said, the community is so great. I mean, they're so vocal and active mm-hmm. and engaged with this that, you know, if they want to see something, they're going to share it with us. Oh, yeah. There was um there was another one that I had. I think they asked me the question. Um, it was mm-hmm. one of our backers said, um, if I want 
all of the variants of all of the items, would that be available? So I think they're already getting the limited edition slipcase and the limited mm-hmm. edition cartridge box. But it comes mm-hmm. in the cartridge box, for example, comes in black and red. Um, mm-hmm. And it's up to the person what they want. And then the um, slipcase comes in either natural colors or I'm staining it red like I did with the Virtual Boy one. So they asked, mm-hmm. oh, could I get both? And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't see why not. If you're a backer of our Kickstarter, the items are exclusive to Kickstarter. Uh, mm-hmm. Right? So if somebody's backing, I mean, it'll be part of the survey at the end it'll be all right so is there anything you would like to add on and mm-hmm. that'll be and I, honestly i'll make that a question mm-hmm. like i'll be like hey do you also want any of like any of the variants or do you want to add x amount of dollars to get a variant of this and a variant of that like that's a hundred percent fine that's something that i would want actually in some of the in some cases especially because like the cartridge um box holds it safely and easy easily accessibly holds a hundred cartridges if you have a giant collection Mm -hmm. two two of those boxes would even be better so Mm -hmm. i could see that Mm -hmm. so there is one more question that actually came up on the kickstarter page itself and i and you so far you've responded to everybody i think this one just kind of came up so you may not have seen it yet um, so I'm going to share it with you right now. Put you well, right think, on the spot. I think we should even cover the ones that we did answer too, just to answer them again. Yes, yes, we can do that. So the first one is: Are you planning on including info on what version is included on the cartridge for each release? I guess that could date it if they release an updated version in the future. Then, but it could be useful for documenting how much of the game is preserved. So I think that is going to definitely be in a JP's collector section, putting you on the spot now, um, because <laughs> that is something that would be interesting to know from a preservationist and collector's perspective is like, okay, so is this a Spyro Reignited collection where you have only the first world available on the three, the three mm-hmm. different games? Um, something like that is interesting from a collector perspective for sure. And, um, I don't have necessarily uh, a section dedicated in the actual reviews for something like that, but that doesn't mean it couldn't go into a JP rabbit hole type of deal. If you, mm-hmm. if, if it's, and I will say, I mean, and the yeah, other and I will option say is something if, like, if it doesn't yeah. become super expansive in year one, um, you can talk about it just like you could talk about variants like variant covers and things, but you don't have to cover every single one. You can say, hey, there are these crazy variants out there, and here's an example of how crazy down the rabbit hole Let's Sing gets or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say that founder of SwitchCore, Joshua, had been has been keeping a list of complete on cart with the version numbers, so that's something that I definitely would reach out to him and see if maybe that's something that we can document on in the book itself and preserve it that way great idea because it's, it's true because you know sometimes games get a re-release with an updated version or you know if you play a game and you don't even pay attention and you do a mandatory update you don't really know what version number was on the cart initially mm-hmm. so i know josh has been doing very a very good job of of trying to go through every single physical release to see you know what was on the cart initially so that's something that i'll definitely reach out to him about and see if we can add that into the book 
Yeah, and I was thinking of something, and I think it just left me. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> oh, what was it? Oh, um, so one thing I do mention is if something was updated, for example, um, a game like... What am I thinking of? That was released during year one. Got an update, and now it's two-player instead of one-player. Mm-hmm. Cave Story. Cave Story is now co-op, and mm-hmm. it was originally single-player. And so, like, on the back of the box, it even lists one-player, but we're going to cover the newest update because for it is that's what's available. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not just yep. what that was available in year one, got it, but gamers that are playing reading the book now in 2019 or in the future will have the ability to play it with two players and then when they see that they'll be like well this says it's one player this book's wrong um so if something gets updated after the book's published then we'll have to deal with it but and that'll be like subsequent print runs after like way down the line because that was another question actually we have to address um mm-hmm. but that was the thing uh what was that question about where somebody had something about print runs and paperbacks and all that print runs and paperback? uh, that was a see. new one that that i don't think either of us responded to it was on twitter the twitter oh boy uh <laughs> putting me on the spot i don't oh is this the one from earlier today mm-hmm. yep okay let me see if I can find it. Doing a little bit I don't of think... research. I'm going to look. Uh-huh. Oh, I think I... Oh, wait. I think I know who had asked. So let me go to his page and tweet and reply. Uh, and... Ah, it was somebody who responded with a fact and not asked a question. Um, so basically, uh, somebody said... Is thirty dollars plus shipping. It will be a hardcover for everyone. Oh, the hard- After the campaign is over, I'm pretty sure there might be some surplus for damaged goods, but there's none. That if there's none, then those will be sold. After that, we will see paperback pocket editions. And this is what somebody put out. His name was Alex. Um, mm-hmm. And then pay- perhaps paperback pocket editions after everything is sold out. So that's technically true. Um, in certain in certain terms. So everything we earn beyond the Kickstarter goal amount, we will print more books. The idea mm-hmm. is to, you know, support a full print run, a giant print run. So for the books, you notice know, I'm saying the books. For the books, we will print as much as we possibly can um that i can hold in my warehouse (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but like as much as we can so we can have as many books so that one like when we run out of that so if we have thousands of books and there's thousands of extras when we run out of that we will if there's enough demand do a subsequent print run um depending on what people want if people want a paperback earlier we may do a paperback run before that print run is out uh, just mm-hmm. depends on the demand, um, but it's not necessarily there will only be a few extras. Like there'll be as many extras as everybody supports. Um, I said note. I'm mm-hmm. saying the books because all of the extra items. It's 100% true. Is there will be like one or two extras to cover in case something's damaged in shipping, 
and everything's exclusive to the Kickstarter. Um, those items likely <laughs> won't be listed online either. They will come with me and JP when we go to conventions. So mm-hmm. it, it won't be something like I have a few items from previous campaigns, like, for example, some of the limited edition Super Nintendo games, and those just go with mm-hmm. me to, to uh, campaigns. Mm-hmm. Or not campaigns, conventions. <laughs> Good. Okay. All right, so let's see. Well, okay, so shipping we covered already. Um, will extra copies of the book be purchasable later? So you did just talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's a good one. So how are you going to handle limited-run companies like Super Rare Games, limited-run games, etc.? So, for instance, limited-run games Thimbleweed Park have open, had open pre-orders in March 2018 but didn't release till a few months later. Super Rare Games' first two games released in February and March. I... I actually think it was March. Um, we'll double check that, but I thought their games didn't come out until the third or until the second year. There were, but they said there were also, no limited publishers that were released yeah. during year one. They were announced, and mm-hmm. right. Um, so also, will this book have also have games that only release in Japan with English subtitles? So you answer it, so I can read your reply if you'd like. So that um, way, sure. <laughs> okay. So you so you said. Hi, James. We are going to include them based on their release date. This will be a combination of what the, what the Switch Collector Reddit spreadsheet has listed, as well as talking to each publisher to confirm the shipping dates are accurate. We have to make the series as close to perfect as possible. Um, but to his second point with the English subtitles, yes, any game that supported English is going to be covered in this book, first and foremost. And then as one of the stretch goals is going to be covering the Japanese-only games. Or I should say really... Possibly like region specific games that didn't support English. Yes, but primarily there specif- in Japan. Yeah, we have to specify that because I know Japan and Asia get releases um, primarily. However, comma there in the future there will be other language, other yes. countries like Germany or something that will get one. And, yes, and that will absolutely fit the same section. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's see. Was there anything else? Uh, okay, so so far that are that's all the comments in the kickstarter so thank you everybody for for posting uh and then i think we covered everything on twitter twitter uh facebook reddit which was a lot of the shipping questions so again um as you're going through this as you're looking at the campaign if it's your first time if something's not clear either post it in the comments or just reach out to to jeffrey or myself we'll be happy to answer any questions so it's perfectly clear and again thanks for for checking out the the kickstarter and just for some, for that for for some fun stats, as of right now, we are at 147 backers with 28 days to go at $10,252. Crazy. Pledged out of 10,000. So that base goal has been met. We are on to the stretch goals and I did want to just share really quickly what those stretch goals are because I'm not sure if everybody's aware of what's coming down the way yeah. as we meet these. Um, but I think I think they're great, and so I figured let's take a few moments and just just read um, and share what we've already announced. So at fifteen thousand, we're going to be doing end sheet printing. So what this is is printing on the end sheets inside the cover of the book, and backers can even submit their artwork, which I think is awesome and just makes the book even more unique. So if you're an artist, graphic designer, if you have you know cool work, this is perfect for you. Um, 
At 20,000, we have a second bookmark. So it's a bonus bookmark ribbon, and it's red to match the Switch Joy-Con release colors, which is awesome. Which there's already going to be a blue one in the book already. It's already going to have one. So then you'll have both colors like a Joy-Con. Nice. At 25,000, we're going to cover all the non-English friendly games in their own section, and that's just what we talked about. So those Japanese releases in year one, and then as we move forward... German releases. There's actually uh, Spain exclusive releases. So there's there's games from all over the world, and you know this is going to help just make sure that we are able to capture all of them. I, I will um, have then to say that um, yes. if we do include it in year one, it's going to be included in every subsequent year just because I'm OCD and it has to be that way. Um, so it's yes. <laughs> so it, like if it does meet that stretch goal, like for the rest of them, that won't be a stretch goal. That's going to be with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's perfect uh so then at thirty thousand, all books get a premium slip case and that's a kickstarter exclusive which oh my god i can't even imagine how how that would come out it'd be so nice yeah. so i really hope we see that so if the, and then so after, if the yeah. so if the question from that the person about the extra printing um of the books was about the slipcase yes the slipcase ones there will be only a couple beyond the kickstarter and again we will just bring those with us to conventions people find us in the wild they'll be able to get a slipcase <laughs> unless they back the kickstarter if they back the kickstarter y'all get one so <laughs> that's that'd be the best part and i love doing stuff like that super cool exactly um and then at Past that, oh my. well, we have a lot of really cool ideas. Oh boy! And we're not ready to share them just yet, but let's let's get to that end sheet printing one, and then maybe we'll 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 be able to reveal what comes past the 30k. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody will like that. But yeah, we're our, we're. I mean, this has been such a, a fun and wild 24 hours so far, and I have not even been able to concentrate at work just because of this. So thank you to everybody for that, <laughs> and I can imagine what the next 28 days is going to be like for me. <laughs> But yeah, this is this is fun. It's gonna be crazy, and I mean, I enjoy just the the crazy intensity of it all when we do a, a Kickstarter campaign. Like each one that I do is mm-hmm. completely different and insane, and I enjoy um, just the passion behind like everybody getting excited, and it's it's really fun. And I've always said, like when I see people at conventions, like if a couple of people enjoy what I'm doing, I'll keep doing it forever. And it's like, there's lots of people that are, that are enjoying it. So it's like, it's, it blows me away. Like, <laughs> awesome. All right. <sighs> yeah. So, Whew, this, that might, was a lot. <laughs> this might be a time to, uh, to move toward the, uh, the game. Sure. Yeah. So let's do it. So, as always, with the housekeeping, um, make sure that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts because it will help us become searchable. Um, we also appreciate it anytime anybody leaves us some awesome, awesome feedback. Thank you. All right, so let's jump into the game of the episode, which is Sonic Mania Plus. <laughs> Sega. So this one's going to be a lot of wallpaper because we got to talk about Sonic Mania <laughs> and then talk about Plus <laughs> and then talk about the, the differences. and It's pretty crazy. Um, so let's go over Sonic Mania itself, which it's a 2017 sure. platform game published by Sega, um, released for the Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Windows, so released for everything. 
Um, it was a commemoration of Sonic's 25th anniversary. Um, there's some homages uh, to the original Sega Genesis Sonic games, uh, featuring the speedy side-scrolling gameplay that the current modern-gen games were lacking. Um, the initial version had 12 levels, including eight redesigned stages from selected past games. Um, mm-hmm. And it follows Sonic with Tails and Knuckles in the original as they venture to defeat their nemesis, Dr. Eggman, and his robotic henchmen, which are the hard-boiled heavies, which are like little fat robots that look like Eggman. Um, mm-hmm. In the classicness, this development team was actually by a bunch of fans um, that did Sonic fan games from the and the ROM hacking community. So like the classic that everybody knows is Christian Whitehead. Um, which actually did enhanced mm-hmm. versions of the Sonic Mobile ports back in the day. Um, and then he basically put a prototype to the Team Sonic producer, and they were so impressed that they hired him on. Um, they used the retro engine um, from Christian Whitehead. And then the additional program was provided by Independent Studios, mm-hmm. Pagoda West Games, and Head Cannon. So... Um, basically, obviously, this is the return to form from Sonic. I would go as far as to say maybe the best Sonic game of all time because it does everything that you would ever want with it, which is insane. Um, mm-hmm. so then we have the plus, which is how we got it physically on the Switch in a cartridge. Um, because in 2017, year one, aka, you know, Switch Collector Book, um, we had a physical of a giant <laughs> Sonic statue on a Sega Genesis or Mega Drive with a ring inside of a Genesis or Mega Drive cartridge. Like, the thing is insane. Um, but it didn't come with an actual game. Uh, then they released a, like, premium release of it, which was awesome. And that was released in July of 2018, um, physically. And it had a lot of downloadable content. It adds two new characters, which is Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel, as well as Encore Mode, and expands the competition mode from the original to four players now. Um, So the interesting thing is, so the Encore Mode is a little bit different because there's like, basically Ray and Mighty are trapped, and when you unlock them there's a magician that reveals herself and like basically revives all the bad guys um oh. encore mode though is exclusive to sonic mania plus takes place after the events of the mania mode um which is the and and the conclusion of sonic forces from the switch uh sees mm-hmm. the player progressing through altered zones and new gameplay rules there's like more levels um the encore mode cl- con- includes all the zones uh, adds remixes to them with different color palettes, and in addition, there are new areas and different object placements that make Encore Mode appear as an expanded version of Mania Mode. There's new pathways that make use of all five characters' abilities. The bosses are now either easier or harder, with some giant rings being moved around. Um, and the interesting thing is, you do a party and lives system. So you start with Sonic, and then you either free Mighty or Ray. And you can switch between them mm-hmm. while you play. So you play with two characters, kind of like Knuckles Caddix. Um mm-hmm. And then as you go through, you must find other characters in a monitor um, and break it free to free them. Um, and you swap, and you can swap between the characters um, while the rest are waiting. So thing is, you get no mm-hmm. lives; you get characters. 
um, Sonic and Tails, or not Sonic, but Knuckles and Tails were like in this bonus where it was like a pinball machine, and they were in the pinball machine, and then basically what happened was that you use a crane game, and you pull them out, and you get to actually play with them. Um, it's funny, as JP said, he'll be right back, but it like brought up a ring on my computer, so everybody got to hear that ding. That was, that was JP disappearing. Um... <laughs> classics um so the other thing with this is there's a few changes from the original version um obviously plus is on there um and when jp goes away and comes back and types on skype it it, it does a ding on the oh episode. sorry <laughs> so <laughs> like you can't sneak away now like you know that. i'm back <laughs> you can't sneak away if anything pops up on the computer it rings because we're recording it um but yeah I'm so sorry. it's there's a lot of there's a lot of different changes um, but it's really cool, really fun. Um, so anyways, let's go with how much we could, uh, play. I hear music yeah. in the background. Yeah, I, some, I, I don't know what's going on. I have, like, all these stuffed animals from my kids, and there's, like, music playing inside the pit, and I have no idea why. That's why I walked away the first time. <laughs> That's why I'm gonna walk away right now, so I'll be right back, because it's kind of creepy. Dancing. So I'll be right back. It's JP's creepy house over there. Everybody can hear it. Um, let's go over the Metacritic reviews. Generally favorable. Um, looking like we have a lot of 8s and 9s out of 10, which is really cool. Um, the only criticism that people have is with controls and enemy placements um, that were present from the original games. But that means it's just true to form to me. Um, some of it said that they rely too much on nostalgia, which, I mean, that's kind of the point of Sonic Mania. So I'm reading some of the, the criticisms. They're kind of I think they were just trying to find something to say bad about the game, which doesn't make any sense to me because this is a, you know, tr a labor of love by Christian Whitehead. Um, one of the other programmers, obviously, is Simon Thumley, and the artist Tom Fry did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. So many awesome people I'm back. involved with this. It's all about you, JP. Demon music. Yeah, this demon music. I don't know what's going on. Demon, demon it's, it's creepy. So, so you asked, uh, well, you asked how far we got. And yeah, so let's go to how I think far you've week, gotten, JP. <laughs> so each week I think I'm getting progressively worse with our with our playcast piece um, because I, I start out with the best intentions, right? I, I opened it up because it, it was sealed this whole time, and I'm ready to play it, and I play it, and then life gets in the way for the rest of the week. So I'm sad to say that. I really want to try Encore Mode. I saw it on the main screen. I never got to click on it. I ended up playing the main story with, and I chose Sonic and Tails, and I made it to the fourth stage. So I I made it through Green Hill Zone, the Chemical Plant, the Casino, I think was the third, maybe, or the fourth, but I'm, I'm kind of there right now. So I have not really gotten to progress nearly as far as I would have hoped to this week. Um... But I can say that I'm really enjoying the game. And like you said, taking the original levels and giving it new life with with um, new areas and just, you know, new environments within the game and new mechanics. I, I thought it was great because the chemical plant zone is always was always one of my favorite levels. And to just see it done similarly, but then so differently, I mean, it really just made it very appealing to me and i and i love the music i love the gameplay it was just very very smooth on the switch i just did not get to play it anywhere near as 
as I wanted to, sadly. I mean, to be honest, like you're obsessing about the Switch Collector book, so I was expecting it, you not to play much. <laughs> like that's just how it works. It's, it's true. I don't. I don't sleep. I was just thinking Switch Collector. Switch Collector. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it does happen. Um, fortunately, I've I played this a ton uh, when it first came out before the Plus version. Um, so I had a save that was pretty far along. Um, and I remember I was playing it and then I, I don't know if I got a game over or something happened and I just, or I, I just couldn't progress any further. Probably mm-hmm. just got my first game over and I'm like, okay, let me go to the next game. Um, mm-hmm. but I played some encore mode, um, and I definitely got to, um, about third or fourth level in encore mode. I initially, uh, freed Ray. And you have to use their ability immediately, and I couldn't figure out how to get this stupid hover thing to work because he does like a little. You press up and down, and he hovers like a little mm-hmm. weirdly. It's kind of like opposite of what you would think, like maybe like a pitch of an airplane or something, um, mm-hmm. which is different how like tails flies or or um, knuckles hovers. So, right. uh, super interesting with that, um, and. Then switching on the fly reminds me of Knuckles on Knuckles Caddix on 32X, but um, I got through. I think I lost all my lives basically in Encore mode because I was just running around and doing crazy stuff. Um, didn't realize that mm-hmm. he didn't have lives. So as soon as Sonic gets killed, you either have to save him or he never comes back. Um, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, then I went back to my old save. And got through like two more worlds, and I I ended on Titanic Monarch, which is the final world. So mm-hmm. I nice. didn't start it yet, but I so I paused it, and then it was Tuesday. So yeah, <laughs> it was, <laughs> then it was Tuesday, and I was like, it's, yeah, it's not gonna be playing much more. <laughs> it's very crazy how fast the week goes from the time that we go, okay, this is the game we're gonna play, and I go, all right, like you know, the next day I, I kind of take off, and then before you know it. The weekend's here. The weekend's over. Or a day before we're we're, we're recording, and I'm like, oh my god, like where did all the time go? Well, and I got a story about the weekend. Like we'll talk about later. So because my weekend was super <laughs> busy, so it was fun. Um, but um, other things that I put was I love the multiple characters you get to choose from. Um, especially in encore mode, getting to switch between them on the fly and using the abilities. Like Mighty does like a downward dash that can break through things which is super Mm -hmm. useful um i found myself like not knowing the timing so i would typically get hit and then he would die um so that Mm -hmm. would happen or go down a pit um whereas ray i was like i would glide into somebody and die so that was the one thing is like their (laughs) abilities were like i wasn't used to them yet so i haven't played with them enough once you play with them enough i guarantee i'll be flying through it real quick um, mm-hmm. I did like, you mentioned the levels. Well, the one thing I loved about the levels is the evolution from act to act. So if you go from like, like you were mentioning, um, going from chemical plant and then you go to chemical plant act two, it like evolves and you're playing almost mm-hmm. a different world on every single, and every single world does that. You know, there's like 12 yeah. worlds and every single one is almost like 24 worlds. And there's random boss fights, crazy ones. My favorite boss might have been fighting Dr. Robotnik, and you had to play in the Mean Bean Machine and actually go yes. Puyo Puyo versus Dr. Robotnik. Yes, like, I did get to do that. And I, I go, wow, that's so inventive, and I, I love how they how they did that. Yeah. 
It's this mean bean machine. Like, it's classic. <laughs> like, and I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Um, now, most of the boss battles had that classic Sonic where they weren't super difficult because, I mean, if you keep collecting at least one ring, you don't die. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't super difficult, but they they definitely went all out when it came to patterns and differences. And, yes. like, it was... Especially with trying to make it work for all five different types of abilities too, like it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, and I will say that for... a love letter to Sonic by fans, and it makes it like a perfect game. Mm-hmm. And I will say that on every, pretty much every boss fight I did, I I was utilizing that one ring to survive. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just bad. I mean, I I know I'm bad at video games, but. So often I would try and find their pattern. I'd still get hit, and I would just keep catching that one ring. And I was just like, "Oh my god, just let me hit them one more time, so they, you know, explode and I can move on." And it worked. My strategy worked, and I was able to move on, so it felt good. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, do we have any listener comments or thoughts? Of, of course we did. Of course, and what's we really did. interesting. Of course we did and what's really interesting is that this has been one of our highest response ones which is great and the and what everybody voted on might surprise you so i'm gonna pull that up right now because i closed it before when i was looking for that person's tweet but i have it up so let's take a look at this so i said this week hagen's alley and i are going to be talking all about sonic mania plus have you played this? What are your thoughts? Comment below, and we'll read them on the show right now. Meow. And so we had 201 votes, Whoa. which is excellent. 1% of people said they will play it this week. I hope they did. 13% of people said they own it, haven't played it. 40% of people said they had not played this game, and 45% said they have played it, which I think is the most we've ever had for a played it. So... Good. This I'm would be the everyone... most mainstream game, too, that we've had. Yes, I think so. Um, so let's go right into the feedback. So at Phoenix Claws said, Played it for a short bit on my Switch. It is fun, but I always seem to have a hard time getting into Sonic games. That's fair. At Jinx underscore ZSSB said, Definitely earned the top spot for me on classic Sonic games. Special stages are challenging and also carry a Sonic CD feel. Blue Spheres return with some cool unlockables if you get gold medals for them. And Mania Mode is a nice story mode and also more challenging. By the way, um, <laughs> I am horrible yeah. at the Blue Spheres. I, I, for some reason, I just can't, oh, yeah. I can't I could not do them catch at the... all. No, like, my daughter was making mm-hmm. fun of me the other day. She's like, why do you keep dying, Dad? <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, um, a London story, like, apparently one of the boys in her class loves... <laughs> Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog. So she was actually playing Sonic Mania and she got to the end of the first boss and she actually was able to beat him. Oh wow. Yeah. Do you hear that? It's evil yeah, evil please. music at uh, JP's house. It's it's almost Halloween oh, time, God, JP. It's awesome. Let's listen to it. Hear JP scream. Let's hear him scream. Scream, JP. Scream. <laughs> Yeah, but it was super cool that my daughter actually was able to get an experience out of Sonic Mania this week. Okay, just I found the source of it. I'm just disappointed we didn't hear a scream from you. Oh, 
I get it back. <laughs> well, at first I thought it was my parents' phone and they left it here when they, they went back home. And now I'm I think it's my it's my son's like ninja turtle stick that you press the faces of the different turtles and it makes sounds, but it's never played music before and there's no off switch. So it's gonna be pretty creepy. I'm holding it now, so if it starts up again, we'll know exactly that it was this demon stick. Uh, but for now, let's keep going with the feedback. Mm-hmm. So and no longer gone said, I'm so psyched to play it. Haven't gotten to it yet. Haha. So he's that one person. Oh my god. See, how creepy is this? Throw it outside. This is like Yeah. Take out the battery. You can't. It's screwed in. Okay, I think a button made. Oh my god. Okay. JP's losing his mind. I'm going to put this in. You know, I want to put in the garage. It's going to be creepy at 2 in the morning when it goes off. Oh my god. I don't even know. This has never done this before, people. Oh, okay. So that's how that. All right. All right. I'm going to put this all the way downstairs. (laughs) JP's losing his mind. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy though but yeah it's that might be the one person that hasn't played it yet was the one percent but i'm not surprised that a lot of people played this this is a mainstream franchise video game franchise so makes sense that we'd have a lot of people that would play this yeah okay so this is why we can't have an episode under one hour people we have demon things just turning on in my house okay so let's keep going. So at Lord Lamb 2 said, my checklist from here on in is probably own it. Haven't played it just as a heads up. You know what? That's my checklist too. Uh, at Malleus1655 said, when I played it, I was seven again. No worries, no responsibilities. Great nostalgia trip. Completely agree with that. At the Retro Bear Den said, I just recently got to play Sonic Mania for the first time on PS4. It's an amazing throwback to old school Sonic games. I love it. I haven't played the plus version though. So after you beat your regular version, and I, I believe if you own the game already, you can download the additional feature. So you don't need to go and buy the plus if you don't want to. Yes. So there is still a way to do that. Yeah. So hopefully after he plays the regular, it's going to inspire him and encourage him to just move on to the Encore, uh, the plus mode. Okay. So at Garcia underscore O'Neill said, what a coincidence. I was just walking out of Best Buy with my own copy of Sonic Mania Plus as you posted this. <laughs> and then I... I had said to him, awesome, you now have until Wednesday night to post your initial thoughts so we can read them on the show, and he didn't. But hopefully when he listens wah, to this, he's going <laughs> to... Hopefully now he will. At uh, Christopher O'Ry1 said, don't own it, will buy it if I have to, haven't played it. Well, Christopher, you have to buy it. <laughs> JP <laughs> says you have to. <laughs> you have to you, oh, well he said it if he asked it, he has to alright at the serial slut said it's if Sonic CD was coherent a fantastically crafted game great at number theory 1984 said this is the best Sonic game since Sonic 3 and Knuckles yeah that's what I mean that's what I've been hearing from everyone is that Sonic Mania was just amazing. And, you know, I agree. After playing even just a few levels, I thought it was great. And it made me just, you know, it's, it's just another game now in my backlog that I want to keep going. And surprise, surprise, I'm still working on State of Mind. Still haven't beaten that. <laughs> so you can imagine <laughs> where Sonic Mania Plus is. Not no, surprised at all, no. <laughs> and and the final comment was at Rafa Kalmida said, I don't have a Switch yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man. Oh. Yeah, 
All right. Well, that is the feedback. So thank you, everyone, who participated in our poll and who left feedback. And hopefully this uh, this episode has inspired you to either download it or buy it because it's a relatively inexpensive game. I think it's only 30 in stores, which was not bad. And for those who don't know, when this game first came out, it actually came in special packaging with a with a mini art book. I think it was about maybe 30 pages or so, uh, which was really cool. And what's really awesome, and here is something that would go in our collector bit in the Kickstarter, um, in, in the Switch collector, is that the cover is reversible, but it changed depending on what region you were in. So. Yeah, so in the U.S., the reversible cover is reminiscent of a Genesis cover. With the in red Japan stripe. and the U. Yep, and in Japan and the U.K., it's of the Mega Drive, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. Um, and of course, I bought all the versions of it, and I'm opening it up right now, and I just think it's so cool because you know, right, it has it has the red the the red design on it. I mean, it looks just like a Sega Genesis cover. It's like uh, a it tribute awesome. to Sonic 3, and then uh, in yes. the UK you had the blue uh, spine, and then in uh, Japan you had like a, a weird Japanese-style full art, which I always enjoyed the Japanese box art of the Sonic games better mm-hmm. because there was less wasted space with like different types of banners and things. But then again, that's like our U.S. nostalgia too, so... Even if I do a Genesis mm-hmm. book, I'm going to add some kind of striper or some kind of dealie to that, just because it's it's our classic, what we have. Yeah, and I think and I think what's awesome is that, you know I'm looking at now. It says Genesis on it, just like it, it normally did. It has the actual uh, logo font of Sonic Mania Plus on the spine with the words Genesis, and the back cover does not say Nintendo Switch at all. It's all about Sega, mm-hmm. which I just think is awesome i mean it it looks so cool and what's what's really interesting is that in japan they actually got a true collector edition and it came in a bigger box than what we got it came with the exact same art book but it also came with a music soundtrack cd which you know is just a must i think for the sonic game because it just had just a great soundtrack uh but you know i'm glad they they gave it that extra love right because you know we got that physical collector set with the with the little mini statue a ring a digital code and like a huge box that you know had the sega genesis design on it um and then we finally got a real physical and you know they went that extra mile with the cool reversible artwork um the art book itself and you know i think it was 30 dollars when they came out which is just super affordable and it had all the all the you know the two new characters the encore mode I mean, it's just a fantastic release physically and an overall just a, an amazing game. Yeah, and I mean, for like a recommendation, like this is a must-own game for the Switch. Like if you own a Switch, you need to own Sonic Mania. It is a love letter <laughs> to the 16-bit era. Um, Sonic done right to the point where they've even went so far as to get rid of a lot of the monotony. Even Sonic 1 had a lot of monotony in it where you would like have to slow things mm-hmm. down where there's like they've mastered the level design in this game. Like it's yeah. perfection and you know adding in all the multiple different modes and encore mode 2 with plus and it's literally uh the best Sonic game bar none. It beats out Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles for me, that could, or and Sonic 2, um, because it pulls from those games, too. 
and mm-hmm. it has the you know HDMI support on multiple consoles, and we can play it portably. Um, yeah, multiplayer's there. I mean, it has every thing you would want being a Sonic fan, and it's a brand new game, so we finally got a new Sonic game that's worth something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You said it best. Yeah, it's crazy and love it. So definitely yes. everybody needs to own Sonic Mania Plus. Um, I'm, I put mine with my Fosicle because, yeah. <laughs> do, do love it, though. But, yeah, it's in my top ten for the Switch for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's up there. And I still haven't beaten the damn thing. I got to still play. Got to beat <laughs> Titanic Monarch still. Um, it's one of those weird games too, where like I'll play it and I like get frustrated or die or, or something, and then I'll go back like mm-hmm. like I did now, like months later, and just like destroyed two more worlds, like no problem, didn't even die. Like, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um, so I'm gonna since JP always complains he doesn't have much time. Um, I have a <laughs> yes. really good game for next week. Um, uh oh. <laughs> so it goes hand in hand with what pickup I got or pickups I got this week. So I only got one hmm. double set of games in the mail, which I got in Rockman X and two collections. Oh, nice. Yeah. So instead of saying, oh, let's play the entire Rockman X collection. Uh, no. Um, my idea is let's play and and listeners and JP can select whether they want to play Rockman X or Rockman X two collection. But let's play the X challenge. So the X challenge is you fight two bosses at a time, and it's a special mode. Oh, my God. There's volume one and volume two, and I am a huge <laughs> Mega Man fan. I've mastered all of the games. I've world records on speedruns and some of this stuff, so it's super fun. Wow. Um, they do have an easy mode, JP, so you'll be okay. Like, oh, you're super, okay. super overpowered. And they have leaderboards, so we can see how we compare with those that have been playing it for multiple years. <laughs> like, oh my God. They're going to destroy us. So are you are you suggesting we pick one game from one of the collections? No. I or you're trying to see how many games we you are can playing, play? We are playing X Challenge, JP. Birds main things. You're, you're going to choose... Oh, is that just... X Challenge is a mode in Rockman X Collection and Rockman X Collection 2. And listeners can tell that he's never played the Rockman X Collection in his Switch. Um, <laughs> so basically, when you play Rockman X or Rockman X2, which is on the cartridge uh, in Japan, you press the Y button and it changes yeah. it to Mega Man X, which is super cool. Um, so right. you can play them all the U.S. counterparts. Well, at the bottom of each one, it says X Challenge Volume 1 on the first one, and X-Challenge Volume 2 on the second one. So there's gotcha. a lot of challenges. My goal is to try to beat all the challenges on both sides. Um, we'll see what time allows, uh, but that's my goal. Um, that's our challenge, is to try to beat uh-huh. all of the collections. I would assume that the X-Challenge is also on the U.S. Mega Man X collection that we got here. Um, mm. I only have Rock Man X, though, so... So that is the challenge, everybody. Okay. We're going to play Rockman X Collection, the X Challenge. Good luck, Jay. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so then when we bleed over into the pickups, I covered mine. You did. Yes, that was simple. So I'll go with mine. I have four. I have three from the U.S. and one from Asia. So I'll start with the Asia one, and that is Super... 
Arcane Magic Zero. So I got this from Play Asia. It came in this week. It is a action RPG adventure. Uh, very cartoony, silly looking graphics. Very like simple design, but it's supposed to be pretty fun. I'm on Play Asia's website right now. So this is a comedy action RPG. You pick up everything, you throw everything, and you eat everything. Exploring the large, handcrafted world full of secrets to explore, randomly generated dungeons, and local PvP arenas. The world of WOTF is in danger. Start your adventure as Dude, Dudette, and many other wacky characters. Find a dog, restore the internet, and save the day. Fight solo or local co-op. Get gear, eat bombs, crawl ridiculous dungeons, and kill all the vegetables. So it sounds silly and awesome so um, this game is like only 32.99 warn me before we're gonna play this on the playcast because it sounds like we're gonna play this on the playcast <laughs> and because i want to yeah. get this game but i haven't pulled the trigger yet i think it's in i have it opened in a page on my phone somewhere and i need to buy it like, <laughs> like it's, i mean it's an action rpg right up my genre it's in my alley pun intended um but yeah it's i definitely need to get it and i saw you post it and i'm like i looked at him like this looks ridiculous it looks like it, it looks uh-huh. like shovelware when you look at the cover, and so. Uh-huh. Um. Now that being said, the graphical style kind of looks like it'll do too, which is cool. Mhm. And I will say that there's actually two covers. There's an English cover and there's a Asia cover, and I people pre-ordered the exact same one I did, and some got English and some got you know. I think it's Japanese characters, and mine is that. I did not get the English one, but people were posting like a full English cover, and now it's kind of driving me crazy. <laughs> so if you're a nice person that doesn't care about your cover and you want to switch it with mine, switch. reach out to me, please. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just have to buy this game on eBay at some point when I when somebody posts the English one. See, I was the same way. Um, okay, so that's the first with- game. So the second game I got, with I Am Setsuna, I was the same exact way, and then I got a bunch of other games that have kanji yes. on the cover, so I don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've mellowed out a little bit in terms of collecting, so if I don't get the English one, I'm not going to freak out, but knowing that there's an English one, I would prefer to have that one. Um, okay, so the next game I got, we actually I actually got last week, but Limited Run Games put out a thousand print run with an alternate cover, for Bubsy Paws on Fire Limited Edition. So it has a special Limited Run Games cover. Um, the Obviously, the front cover is different. The back design is the same, except it does say Limited Run on the bottom. So that came in. Yeah, I got I, it. I, I definitely I have didn't get mine because Bubsy. I'm probably a dork and, and combined it with another order. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, uh, really didn't get it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next game I got is NBA 2K20 Legend Edition. So I actually did not buy the regular and the legend at the same time because the regular will drop down to 20 bucks in a year, and that's, you know, regular. But but the legend one, you know, I, I do like to grab those when they come out just because they may be harder to find. And for all of you who haven't picked this up yet, it's actually different than the 2K18 and 19, which were in bigger box versions. So this one is just a regular switch case, but it has a slip cover that goes over it. And it's a little embossed, so um, you can feel it. Uh, it's, it's shiny. It's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, so the Legend Edition, 
I'm trying to see if it actually states what it came with, but I don't think it shows on the cover. But it's pretty much additional like in-game items and credit and things like that. Uh, so it's pretty cool. It was $100, at, but Best Buy had a $10 e-gift card re- you know, reward thing when you pre-ordered it. I still have my GCU, so it came out to ultimately like $70, so it wasn't too, too bad. Um, but, you know, I picked it up. Okay. The last game I got was Tetris 99. So this one is awesome because it's on a cart. A lot of people asked me, they said, oh, is this on a cart or was this a DLC code? I said, nope, it's on a cart. And it also comes with a 12-month individual Nintendo online membership. So this is $30. And when you think about it, the, the value is all there because it's $20 for the year membership. The DLC for Tetris 99 is $10, which adds the offline mode um, and uh, additional features. So that's your $30 right there. But now you get a case and you get a cartridge. So to me... question I have. Um, yeah. Does it add extra months onto your Nintendo Switch account? Or does yes. it just start over your time? No, no. Um, I believe you're, I'll, you're able to add on to an existing account that's active up to a certain number number of months if i recall okay. correctly so i would recommend so if you already are everybody uses their codes though because it's notorious yes. for expiring just randomly yeah. there's no date on expiration but like for example i got the rockman x collection and i can't register them because the time has passed really yep i thought those go out to like 20 20 something nope so you can't you can't get your coins past a certain time like a year or oh the coin the coin just yep. i thought you meant the dlc for the uh the english version for like the x2 part oh there's no there's no dlc okay. for that i i got it on a cartridge yeah <laughs> no no yes i know Ha okay got him. <laughs> so there you go so those were my releases this week but the week's not over yet no, uh no. i can either talk about pre-orders coming up this week that are important because they're limited now or we can wait till later that's up to you but there's only a few but i thought it'd be well worth to note because one of them does start on thursday yeah talk about it now except so for, you let me know course, Jeff. um shenmue 3 I got, I got my copy of that for the the, the limited from limited limited run heck yeah nice, nice i mean it's not switch but you know i have shenmue 1 and 2 so yeah it's shenmue it's okay Uh, So for all of you physical collectors out there, starting on Thursday, East Asia Soft and PlayAsia are opening up pre-orders for Ghostblade HD. Yes. And what's really interesting, and I actually didn't know this until I started uh, putting, like updating my weekly release post, which I put up on on social media before, but the the regular edition is going to be $30 and it's an open pre-order. So there's not going to be a limited quantity. And I'm trying to see... Yeah, they listed it in an email, but not so much here. Uh, but right now, I believe if you pre-order it before October 1st, you're going to get one of those Switch mini cases that they've been doing with their releases. Uh-oh. So it's like a mini case that holds one cartridge, and it's going to have the cover for Ghostblade on it. And I think that's pretty cool. So regular edition, open pre-order, you're perfectly fine to get one. But the limited edition is actually going to be $50. It's going to be limited to 3,000 copies. But you get a a lot of really cool uh, goodies. So you get the collector box. You get the game with a reversible cover. You get a steel book, which a lot of people love. You get a game manual. You get an arranged soundtrack and a numbered certificate. 
and you're guaranteed the mini mini switch case. And hmm. looking at their description, the soundtrack, it's 14 tracks, which is pretty cool. And again, it's going to be $50. It goes live at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Thursday. So nice. Thursday. Then on Friday, so hold on. we have hold on there, technically two releases. Buckaroo, so the hold first... on, Buckaroo. Hold yeah. on. We got to cross I'm waiting. <laughs> he gets going, and there's a little bit of a delay, everybody. So he just keeps <laughs> going. Um, the delay isn't on the recording side. By and me, I don't right? breathe. So it just sounds breathe. like you just keep going. <laughs> um, so... Ghostblade is an amazing shoot 'em up. Everybody needs to know this because I actually got the original edition it's on true. the Dreamcast back in the day, and then they released an HD version on the PS4. Got that? Um, so like this game mm-hmm. is awesome. Definitely worth supporting for East Asia Soft, and I mean the goodies sound amazing. So I mean, I wonder like. Do I have any steel books then? Because mm-hmm. I don't collect steel books, but if they've been coming sure. in the East Asia shop ones, I might have a few. I don't know. Yeah, and I I will say that I've pretty much given up on the majority of collector editions, and you know I've been I've been helping people out with them, I've been selling them, but the ones that I've actually decided to just go full on are the East Asia soft, and it's because their design is just perfect. The price points are always super affordable. Yeah, I mean, I got penny parts, so I really can't quit at this point now. <laughs> and I, I'm never going to post, be like, hey guys, want to buy my penny party with some panties? That's He's awkward. Okay, I'm going to keep everything. Himself with panties on his head. <laughs> we need to Limited his edition JP Switchmania panties. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this playcast, but it's just getting way too PG 13 up in here. <laughs> Okay, so so next we're going to move over to Limited Run Games, and they are releasing Duck Game from Adult Swim Games, which is literally, I watched the trailer, it's like Super Smash Brothers with ducks, and it looks crazy, and crazy fun. I don't know if you've ever played this game before, but no. it looks really cool, and I think a lot of people are dismissing it just because of the name, but I would highly recommend watching the trailer on YouTube or wherever. Um, but just to let people know, so this pre-order goes live at 10 a.m. on Friday Eastern Time at Limited Run Games. The collect the regular edition is an open pre-order uh, up until September 27th at midnight. It's also, as of right now, possibly going to be at Best Buy with an alternate cover. Nice. But Best Buy has the ability to not move forward, so it hasn't been finalized yet. So if you decide to wait, you're waiting at your own risk. And that's going to be $29.99. Then we have the Deluxe Edition. So this one is limited, and it's actually limited to 1,000 copies only. So I expect that it's going to go pretty fast. It's $54.99, and it includes the game, a Chansey enamel pin, a reversible 18 by 24 inch poster, and the official Duck Game soundtrack on a physical CD. So again, that's $54.99, limited to 1,000 copies. Goes live this Friday at 10 a.m. And then finally, I think that's where if you missed out on um, is pretty smart is if they know a game is like a little bit under the radar, they don't do like three, four thousand mm-hmm. copies. They do a thousand. I mean, if it ends up going crazy, then it'll be a fun collectible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then if you missed out on the messenger from Special Reserve Games the first time around. 
you'll get one more chance on Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time where they're going to put up a limited amount of copies on their website. I don't believe they specified how many, so I don't know that yet. And once they do share that, I'll post that. But the difference is you're not going to get the collectible NES-inspired box or the hardcover manual that came with the first printing. Instead, you're just going to get the game with the software, with the NES-style manual and stickers that came inside the case. So whatever was inside the case, you'll get, uh, but you won't get the outer box with the hardcover manual. But if you didn't sign on the game, this may be your last chance to, to grab one. Hmm. So definitely follow Special Reserve Games. Um, go to JP Switch Mania and look at my weekly release post for the week of September 8th, which is this week, because I updated it with all of this information with links and start times and all of that jazz. Uh, so that way you don't miss anything. But as of right now, those are the limited releases coming out. And I believe on Friday, we're going to learn about Super Rare Games' next release. So stay tuned to them as well. Because um, it's going to be a, a crazy week. And then we're not even done yet. Because on September 17th, which is next Tuesday, yeah. Down, Downwell goes live for pre-order from Special Reserve Games. And what's really interesting about this one... And I feel like I need to just jump onto Twitter for this really quick because I don't want to misquote it. Um, so give me two seconds and a shake, and I will get this for you. Here we go. So there's going to be 5,000 copies available. So it's not going to be an open pre-order. It's going to be 5,000 copies. It's going to be $29.99, but it's going to come with the Fan Gamer Flip Grip. Which is interesting. And that, yeah, well, I, the game supports it. So it supports the tape mode, which... I think it's pretty cool because, you know, you're essentially going down. Uh, so I'm glad that it's included. And they did mention that a long time ago. But this, the flip grip alone is, I believe, $12.99 on Fangamer's website. So for what? For $18, you know, you're getting a game and then a, a $12, $13 flip grip. Not a bad deal at all. But again, there's only going to be 5,000 copies for the Switch. And if anyone listening is getting the PS4 version, only 2,500 copies. So it's gonna be it's gonna definitely be a limited release, unlike their previous ones, which have been open pre-orders for the base game. Uh, but yeah, so lots of companies to be following this week and next week. Uh, it's gonna make for some interesting chatter on the Twitter. And of course, uh, speaking of next week, we do have a Switch Lite coming out as well. So that's we were after the Playcast, but crazy a little bit after. Crazy. And of course, the game of the month. I think the game of the month, in my opinion, is coming out on the same day. Link's Awakening. Yeah, that's going to so, be a, a, game, a game that we have to play. <laughs> oh my God. If we play that, I would like to make our first ever like two or three week play cast so I can no, actually beat this game. I think what oh, we don't do that to do me. is we're going to want to give us some time to play it before we make it the play cast game. <laughs> like yes, we we got to give ourselves some time to play it for a little bit on the side while we're working on other games too. Yes. Which means we'll be double playing games, people. So we will be playing Link's Awakening when it comes out, but we may not cover it on the playcast for a couple weeks to give us time to beat it or play it. Right. Yeah. That's how we have to do the big game, JP. We can't just make it one week. No, I hear you. It ain't going to happen. No, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, like, Astral Chain came out. I really want to play that and talk about it. Damon X Machina is coming out this Friday. Mm. They're so um, expensive. Also, That's the only thing. The like full price, like AAA games are like yeah. sixty dollars a piece, and I'm like, uh, don't make it a playcast game yet. <laughs> like, I want to, <laughs> I want to save my my pocketbook. Somebody, some jerks <laughs> made a Switch collector book, and gotta save money. 
<laughs> Fair enough. I won't pick that one just yet. Not yet, but we. I definitely want to play Astral Chain. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. I've Dude, been hearing good things that it's a Demon to... X Machina. I definitely pre-ordered the giant controller though, because I want to use that. Yes, that Hori controller looks really cool, and it's only fifty dollars, so it's not too too bad. Yeah. Um, okay, but that's that's it for announcements for limited releases that i could think of right now a little bit of news um yes first of all um last weekend i was over at gamelay that's how you say it by the Mm -hmm. way i said it i said it bad wrong two different (laughs) ways last week um but gamelay so apparently the history behind that's ran by the guy eli who owns pico interactive who's released multiple aftermarket releases for retro games Virtual systems, um, but basically, mm-hmm. Gamelay was the name of like Nintendo in Latin America, in Mexico back in the day. So it's like a Latin American game, Latin America. So it was like Nintendo was like the main thing in Mexico, and so Gamelay mm-hmm. was the Nintendo. Basically, it was like their name for it. So that's the name of the company. Um, it was super cool hanging out. Um, I, we were there. I was there with 8-Bit Eric and OK Chief. Um, Did you tell him I said hi? Yeah, I told him. He said hi. He said, uh, so 8-Bit Eric said he, he follows you for all of your JP Switch Mania <laughs> um, weekly posts because it literally shows him what he needs to buy every week. So he actually appreciates all your posts. Aww. Super cool. Yeah, Eric, Eric is awesome. I'm glad, you know... We got to talk a little bit on, online, and he's a great guy. And yeah, he—I remember like a while back, he just randomly put out a post saying like, "Follow JP Switchmania for all your your Switch physical news." And I, I was just like, "Wow!" Like on floor. I mean, that meant a lot to me. And yeah, that's awesome that you got to hang out with him. And Eric and I go back like many years, but um, until mm-hmm. this year it came on, we never like had a beer together, for example. Um, mm-hmm. So now we've had, you know, a couple, hung out a couple times. Really cool dude. Completely real. Like he is what uh-huh. you see. <laughs> um, like That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, the funniest thing was, so we were there and a fan slash YouTuber was there. There was a lot of fans and YouTubers there, but like there was one guy that was I don't know if he has a drama channel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but he was like criticizing Ape Eric that like, oh we were at a wrestling match and he was an asshole to me, didn't say didn't say hi or whatever. Um and kinda like but but Ape Eric was doing something else. He was talking to somebody or helping out his sister cousin, some something like that. Um, but anyways, so he sounded like, oh, the guy's like, yeah, well, I've changed him on my channel, trying to get, like, a different style for it, so the way that the guy was talking, right? Um, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough is, like, afterward, like, we went out and, like, with, with Eric and Eli, and, um, okay, Chief had to leave, though. Um, there's another guy, Damien, with us, he was really cool, too, another YouTuber dude does a lot of pickups um but anyways we were um talking he literally did the video like a week ago (laughs) so it wasn't like it was like he's on the mend it's like no you literally talked like we're criticizing a bit eric like a week ago like that i was like i was like man you were really nice so eric was completely (laughs) nice with this dude he was literally talking smack about him like a week ago it was interesting Uh um so yeah that was pretty funny um we did a lot of tournaments, and I actually got at least past the first round in Street Fighter 2, which was interesting, because I'm not... 
great at the game. I'm like a troll at it, and I think mm-hmm. Eric knocked me out of it or something because they put all the guests in into play. Um, and so that was super fun. Also got to meet up with one of my buddies, uh, Game Boy Ricky from old Nintendo Age forums. Like I'm an old school Nintendo Age member. I haven't posted <laughs> on there in years, but um, actually got to go hang out, see his collection. His collection is impressive. It's awesome. A lot of really cool stuff. Nice. Um, I go back with him. Um, like seven years is when we hung out like the first time. Oh wow! So, yeah, he's really cool, dude. Um, and it's cool seeing old friends that you know from the video game community. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was super fun though. Um, and I got to play a lot of prototypes. Zeli has a lot of prototypes. I will have to say I got to play Moto X on the Super Nintendo and the completed version, the actual proto board, like. I wrote about that in my Super Nintendo book, and I didn't get to play that complete of a version. It's like Excite Bike. It's really cool. Ooh. Um, there's another game that he actually released. Because what he does is he gets these prototypes and gets these licenses, and then he releases them as Pico Interactive after market releases and puts them out there. Preservation. And he legally mm-hmm. owns them. He gets the rights from the creators. like So he can That's awesome. legally release them. So there's this one called Gourmet Squad or Gourmet Warriors and that mm-hmm. he released. And I don't know if it's just he does too many releases or it's his marketing, but like I would see the stuff posted and I'm like, okay, like, and it doesn't really connect. Well, once I looked at it, I'm like, wait a second. I remember like one of the screenshots. So I looked. I covered it in my Super Famicom section on the Definitive Super Nintendo, and it is one of the craziest beat 'em ups of all time. And it's awesome. Uh. It's amazing. And I'm like, I was like, man, you got to get a marketing person or something because like you have some awesome games. He has some awesome games that he's released, and mm-hmm. they're just like, and he owns them. Um, because everybody just sees him as like he released the Wisdom Tree games and stuff, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Or like he's releasing Chinese bootleg games that he has a license to for like the Genesis. Well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of games that he has, and I picked up a bunch that were like, "Wow, this one's impressive. This one's impressive." Um, I he released Duke Nukem on the the Genesis, which was unreleased. Jeez, like it's some awesome games, and so the one thing is, is that I just don't know if. Like, he got a bad rap back in the day because he asked all the repro makers to stop releasing illegal copies of the games he owns now. Or, Mm -hmm. like, or what. But, like, the dude's always been straight up with me. That's why I went to go, you know, hang out with him and his family during the store opening. It's, like, a family thing. Like, Mm -hmm. super cool. Um and he's always been a stand-up guy. He's always been legit. He's super passionate. It's just he's at like the same level as like limited run games when it comes to preservation. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he has a roll of the Color Dreams Hellraiser original stickers. Oh God! Like that's the only thing that exists for Hellraiser. Like he hasn't been able to you know like obtain like source codes or anything crazy to get the licenses for Hellraiser, but he can release it if he does. He has the light. He owns mm-hmm. the license, um, but like it's it's crazy. That's it. That's what blew me away more than the actual game store opening. Aside from I was sending mm-hmm. JP pictures because he had everything in the store was like sealed, all sealed boxes of games: Nintendo, that's Super insane. Nintendo, Game Boy, Genesis, um, all the way to Xbox 360, PS One sealed, 
everything. And, like, for example, I covered a game in my Hidden Gaming Gems called book called Silhouette Mirage. It's, like, a $120 game. Well, hit a case of them. So there's, like, 16 sealed copies. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, so much awesomeness. Uh-huh. And beyond this, like, he's not opening the store every day. Like, he's going to post online. He's going to post his stock online. And then mm-hmm. if people want to stop by the store, he'll open it up. Right. So it's like by appointment only, which is super cool. And then like every and then on weekends or every once in a while, he'll, he'll open it up and post that he's open. But like it was super fun doing it. Um, it was a long weekend. Um, didn't get to play as much Sonic Mania as I would like to. Um, was mm-hmm. able to get some writing done though in my hotel room that I stayed in in the mornings. So I got more sections done getting further and further along every week jp (laughs) um i know so the other newsworthy thing um is i read online that nintendo patented for a hinged joy con controller yep i had that open i was going to talk about that one (laughs) oh yeah out of anything that i saw saw. it looks super cool and like nobody really was talking about what i saw which is like if you have a hinged one and it still attaches the same way, it'll be cool mm-hmm. because the way you're gonna hold it, it'll like kind of tilt the screen towards you more comfortably. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be super interesting. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about it being still attached to the system at that point. Hmm. Uh-huh. That makes me wonder because they didn't patent the. Because yeah, you would need to you need to redesign the. The switch itself, I would think, at that point. But I mean, you know, looking at the patent artwork and design, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's interesting how um, you know how it's shaped, and yeah, I think it could make it a little more ergonomically uh, comfortable if you're going to be holding them uh, separately than uh, attached, because it looks like maybe now you'd be more inclined to hold them without the like the grip itself yeah. where you, you know, kind of make a, a faux controller. But no, I think it's cool. I think, you know, Nintendo likes to innovate and they like to change things up. And we've seen it where sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes it doesn't, but you know, with the switch, I, I trust what they're doing and I'm very curious to see what this would lead to. Here's Cause I can't question. imagine it's just, yeah. So question, I'd be like Dwight Schrute question. Um, <laughs> um, bears beats Bowser Galactica. Bowser's bears <laughs> beats <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Um, <laughs> so my question though is then, so Switch Lite doesn't have Joy-Con holders, right? So right. does this mean that we're pretty much gonna see a premium edition like everybody's anticipating? I still think so. So, like, the article I was reading, you know, they say it's hinting at, like, a Switch Pro or an XL or some kind of new peripheral. And I, I think so. I think it's definitely, I think, the foundation now for the next iteration of the Switch console, whatever that may be. Whether that, like, the Switch itself is going to kind of, uh, like, bend that way as well or this is going to be attaching to some kind of new new accessory. But I definitely think... Maybe not this year, right? I think it's. I still feel like at this point that we're not going to see it this year, but I definitely think next year we're going to see an upgraded switch. Probably next year around fall. Um, yeah. And then honestly, those hinges will probably be some kind of 
like on the sides of the switch itself it'll probably be mm-hmm. attached somehow and be able to manipulate um maybe mm-hmm. i mean they're it's nintendo they'll have some unique creative way of of handling it for sure and can't wait to see what they do yeah um, i'm very uh very excited there was one more thing and nintendo unrolled or rolled out unrolled um unveiled <laughs> um a new update for the actual switch and number one it utilizes the light on the uh, pro controller um which mm-hmm. i haven't seen on mine yet which is interesting um but the cool thing that i saw was is it actually has some sensitivity options when it comes to the screen so like for example for mario maker 2 you can now have a stylus sensitivity and so maybe it'll make things a little bit more accurate when it comes to like mario maker 2 using the stylus that that you know the limited editions have or Mm -hmm. games that require like touch like the the beat games kind of like um zonic the super beat game um which was criticized for having poor touch controls um it would be interesting to see if that works a little bit more accurately with the different sensitivity options yeah yeah i i don't know but it would be it'll be interesting to play with and that's definitely something i'm going to mention in the switch collectors if it does you know improve the improve the game then you literally can't like oh well the game's touch controls are you know subpar when you know what there's an update and it fixes the Mm -hmm. controls I mean, there is that. I did notice, too, that I was getting... My daughter was even getting frustrated with some of the drift that was going on. And I'm like, I haven't calibrated the Joy-Cons in a while. And that's like a, you know, 101. I did <laughs> yeah. that, and now there's no issues again. And I'm like, I'm oh, adult. Good. I'm adult. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm adulting. Because I was looking to see if I could update, like, the Switch Pro Controller. Maybe it'll update it with a little light. But I think the light mm-hmm. comes on when there's, like, an alarm, which I couldn't really figure out. So. Okay. Don't know. All will be revealed in time. Yeah, but I was playing around with it a little bit this week, so. Nice. Pretty fun. Anything else newsworthy that you saw? Well, this new Kickstarter started. I don't know if we've talked about it yet. Mm, we haven't. But it's been it? it's been making its rounds. It's called the Switch Collector Volume One, <laughs> and it covers everything from year one. And it's uh yeah, it's pretty cool. Switchopedia.com. Plug, oh. plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um. That being said, uh, now that we're getting near the end of the no. episode, we definitely we're only two hours. We still have like an hour and a half to go. <laughs> we we do need to mention, you know, since we like to give hints to those that are longer listeners. Um, yes, like we mentioned, like we're you know chugging along. We have some awesome support. Well, we haven't even announced like we're gonna have like different types of like switch console giveaways and things like yep. that um and we're going to be at retro world expo um we definitely need as much support from everybody that's in the local connecticut area because we have a room that they're trying to put us in which is one of the smaller rooms i think and we're going to load that sucker up we're going to be giving away a switch live so <laughs> like we're going to make sure we we load that place up and they're like man why didn't we put them in a bigger room well that's because uh-huh. we're the switch mania playcast guys <laughs> represent <laughs> represents <laughs> I want I want to line out the door trying to get into the room. 
That's what I want to see. Yeah. I, I want to not even be able to get into the room. Exactly. That's how busy it is. Exactly. We can't even get in to do the panel. What the heck's going on, people? <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. We're going to do it right on the show floor. And I will definitely have a promo box with a um, with a manual to give away for awesome. sure. Um, Evo Retro was awesome and sent me some items um, to you know give away to people. So And Switch Lite. Um, items so it's like a whole startup kit for the switch light oh that's great yeah nice. this sent me a bunch so i'm like yeah i'm gonna be giving that stuff away guys like it's maybe yeah maybe we should be giving the switch light away then uh yeah. only makes sense yeah all right exactly that's amazing um and then they're gonna get a full like kit because you know it that kit comes with like a case a oh yeah their kits are awesome it comes with a screen protector uh, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of awesome stuff in there. They sent me a link to it so I could see, and it's like it's super cool. Um, mm-hmm. Makes me want to get a Switch Lite earlier because remember I pre-ordered <laughs> I pre-ordered the Dagon Pokemon one. Um, I yes, might get, did. I might get another one just for me. I don't know. I, if they launch a Zelda so, one, then I'm gonna have to triple dip, and it's like. Ah. I hope they do. I really, really, I hope really they hope they do. But then I got triple dip. <laughs> <laughs> So I will say, uh, for anyone who wants to learn more about Evo Retro, they were kind enough a few months ago to send uh, send me all of the pretty much all of their Nintendo Switch accessories that they had. So we reviewed every single one on jpswitchmania.com. You can click. Uh, there's a drop-down that has product reviews, and you'll see all of them. And they are super affordable, super sturdy, and they're great. And the, and the packaging is just amazing. Like They have like these starter kits, and it's just packed with so many different accessories the cases cleaning cloth grips you know they have they even had like a uh, party uh gamecube controller pack which had four gamecube controllers the adapter for it extension cables i mean it's just you know they really yeah and then you know it's family run and it's just a great group of people and it's, it's a great product so if you want to learn more about Evo Retro, you could go to their website. You could go to JP Switch Mania and look at all of our product reviews. And yeah, we'll be giving some stuff away. It seems like I would say that the coolest thing about those guys is, and we mentioned on an older episode, was at Game On. Like you'd see their stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, it's another accessory dude. But like they're bros. Like they mm-hmm. hung out. They you know were were hanging out with us at, at at the after parties, and like they were just really cool love video games type dudes like yep. and there was yeah two guys are f- from canada um and they came down to phoenix arizona which is awesome just mm-hmm. shows that they just love the community and they're willing to just get their name out there and show like what they're made of and it's just that was the, the coolest thing just really down to earth and i always love companies like that where you see the yes. personal side it, it really gets me vested in what people are doing and it's why i do things how i do them too because like sure we could go a lot bigger with the switch collector when it comes to like distribution selling at stores and things but it's there's not going to be a retail people like we're, we're keeping it small because it's fun that way I mean, mm-hmm. in the end, my wife will probably yell at me. He's like, we could have done X, Y, Z. It's like, okay, <laughs> but then we wouldn't have as much fun and make it as personal as we can. Like, I don't know. That's just my own way because, like, I do everything because I enjoy it. It's the best way to live, you know? Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to mom and pop stores. You can go online. You can go on Amazon, buy something cheaper. But when you go into a store and you get that personal 
a personal connection where you know the, the people running the store are just super friendly and it's like yeah maybe it's it's retail price with no discount but you want to support them because you could see their passion behind their business and it's the same thing with evil retro it's the same thing with my local comic book stores you know it's the same thing with like the the local video game retro stores not the chain ones but the just like the the mom and pop ones and you know you may pay a little bit more but you don't mind in that case because you want to support and to me i'll always prefer a company as opposed to like a soulless corporation kind of thing and i'm sure a lot of people feel the same way but yeah like evil retro i mean the product is great but then when you get to know them like you said and you get to hang out with them the products have more of an impact on you and they 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 have more they the quality improves just because of them exactly. if that makes sense um, okay good they they definitely uh didn't answer my initial question though i said hey can we put like switch collector <laughs> on on some of your items like they get, get them some more beers it sounds like yeah that i just asked <laughs> them on social media and so i i was looking to try to find business card for for the main guy and i couldn't find mm-hmm. it yet i think it's with i i don't think i unpacked everything from a game on yet so that's where i gotta find that stuff yeah, I did want to give one more shout out to uh, another supporter, and that's uh, the Video Games Monthly team. Oh, you mentioned them before, yeah. but you know, aside from graciously putting our business card, ad card in their October boxes that are going to be coming out next month, they've just been big supporters of uh, of the Playcast since the beginning of the Switch Collector book since we first announced it. You know, we've met the guys at, at various conventions before. I've been a member of their subscription service since since 2015. I mean, this is going on over four years now, and I've gotten to meet them at conventions by me as well. And I just wanted to give them a shout out because they are a great group of guys. And for those who don't know really quick, if you like retro games, and this is literally anything from Atari 2600 up until the Wii U, what they do is you go onto their website, you sign up for a plan, and you can choose between three, four, five, or ten games a month. You put the games in you own already so you don't get duplicates. You select the systems you want games for, and then they send you a random assortment each month. And what's really awesome is that you don't get the yearly sports titles, you don't get the shovelware games, you can even contact them and let them know what your preferences are for genres, so if you like RPGs, if you like action, if you like puzzle, and they tailor the boxes to every single person individually. So it's not Loot Crate, it's not where everybody gets, you know, game A, B, C, and D, everybody gets something different, and and I mean, to me, that helped build up my retro collection from literally zero games to like over a hundred games for a console. And, you know, I only selected maybe four or five because I really wanted to focus on like the NES, the Genesis, the SNES, the N64 at the time. But I mean, they cover nearly every console and, you know, the price is very affordable. You get your values worth. They constantly run contests on Facebook, on Twitter. They give you free games in your boxes. Like they call them one ups, two ups or three ups. They have joke boxes that they send out in addition to your regular boxes. I mean, it's a great service. And, you know, for somebody like me that doesn't necessarily have a retro store too close by, this is something that's so great to get in the mail every month because you don't know what you're going to get, but you know you're not going to get duplicates of a game. And you know you're going to get games that you want to play and even games you may never even have heard of before. So just want to give a shout out to Video Games Monthly. Check them out at videogamesmonthly.com. Um, and yeah, sign up today. 
Absolutely. And I mean, they definitely shared that we were live with all of their backers and <laughs> their email list. And that, I mean, it's stuff like that. Like, the, people don't understand how much that helps just getting the word out, like just sharing mm-hmm. with people. And that is the coolest thing. And we talk about crazy people that like to, to do crazy drinking at conventions. The Video Games Monthly guys, Joe got JP to drink. <laughs> like I was, don't tell Midwest, people that was gaming. I had a sip. JP looked and he was like, "They're like, let's get JP to drink," and they tricked him. <laughs> they tricked me. They're like, they were like, "Here, can you hold this cup?" And then all of a sudden, everyone pulled out the cup and they were pouring stuff. And they're I'm like, like drink, "I really drink, hope this is soda." Peer, peer pressure got him. <laughs> it wasn't like it was poison or anything, but it was. was no, really no. Really I'm still here. It was really hilarious. Though. There. They got they are, and and they're and they're going to be at Retro World Expo. Yes, yes, we're going to Which get is to awesome. We get to we get to meet up and hang out again. I heard that there was a crazy story with Joe and uh from Apeter. Uh for from Joe and Jay from the Game Chasers getting so smashed that they get kicked out of bars by like 6 p.m. Oh my god. <laughs> like it was insanity. There was a convention <laughs> there at that ended pretty early and they <laughs> went out on the town and like it was just insanity so i expect shenanigans joe if you're listening this far into the cast (laughs) oh i'll make sure he knows about this oh yeah we definitely (laughs) definitely gotta have some shenanigans um also there is um with that post that he did initially i'm pretty sure like there's gonna be a signed jp and jeff (laughs) you know so i went jj and jeff JP and Jeff um, <laughs> version of the Switch collector that's going to go to a Video Games Monthly backer. That's awesome. I've never signed... I don't think I've ever signed anything before for people, so this is this is cool for me. can't believe somebody would want my signature, but I'll give it to them. Things are about to go crazy, JP. I know. It's about to go nuts. Um, speaking JP, of... JP, Switch Mania! <laughs> you had people looking for you in Midwest Gaming Closet. I know, I Just know. Saying. Um... So that being said, though, speaking of crazy things, like what is the um, the crazy JP contest this week that's about to end, and then what's taking off since you always hint? Yeah, yeah, this is an interesting one. So let me get to it really quick. So right now we have two giveaways. We have two giveaways going on right now. The super big one is ending actually on Thursday, so hopefully you'll be able to listen to this before it ends, but... Destiny FOMO my, and myself teamed up with PM Studios, and we are give, and it's called the Horizon Chase Giveaway. Yeah. So, do you want a new Switch? How about a not-for-resale official custom case for Horizon Chase Turbo? Well, this is your chance. So, if you go to Twitter, you look up JP Switch Mania, the pin post is the giveaway. So, all you got to do is subscribe to Destiny FOMO on YouTube, follow PM Studios and myself on Twitter, like, retweet, tag a friend, super simple, and you are in the running to either win the first place prize, which is a brand new Nintendo Switch system with Horizon Chase Turbo and a collector case that's not for resale, and it's from the publisher. Second place gets you a copy of Horizon Chase Turbo, so it's a great giveaway, great companies, make sure you enter. I think right now we're at 1,300 likes and retweets, 900 comments. I mean, it's it's been a great com- uh, giveaway, so definitely check that out. The other one that I'm doing was a Flash giveaway. So I'm going to pull this up really quick. Um, but I actually partnered with Jandusoft, which is a, a developer, and they make a lot of great games. 
So they made Caveman Warriors. They made Ellen. Ooh. They're working. They're they're publishing uh, Furwind for nice. the for physically for the Switch. So we're giving a digital actually giving five digital codes away for Ellen right now, which is a like a two D pixelated horror base game. And of course, I'm just trying to pull up the. Uh, there we go. So, want a new Switch game? Help James in this thrilling 2D pixel horror game. All you have to do is follow Jan Dusoff, myself on Twitter, like, retweet, tag a friend. The giveaway is open until Friday, and we're going to be giving away five digital eShop codes. Cool. And what's really cool is I actually am working with them on doing another giveaway. So I won't reveal that just yet, but it's going to be for a physical game. So definitely stay tuned to both of our channels for that. Nice. Um, in terms of in terms of what's coming up, we may actually be taking a break next week um, in preparation for the Switch Lite, but I will let everybody know some of our upcoming giveaways that are going to be happening so you can get excited. Yeah. Um, we, we have one with UniKeep, the awesome binder company that lets you store your Switch cartridges in either 30 or 60 slots. Um, they made new Switch Lite covers to match the, the three colors for the Switch Lite. And we're going to be doing a giveaway very soon with them. We're actually going to be giving away all three colors of the Switch system along with a, a binder to match that color. We're going to be giving away games. It's going to be a great giveaway. So if you want to jump on board on that, follow UniKeep right now on Twitter. Myself, JP Switchmania on Twitter as well. Destiny FOMO on Twitter. Follow all of us so you don't miss it. I'm actually speaking right now with the developers of Earthlock which is Snow Castle Games, and we're, we're still finalizing the details, but we're going to be giving away a physical copy of Earthlock, which was a Super Rare Games limited release, so it's not available in retail. And possibly we may be giving away a collector's edition of that, which was highly limited. Yeah, so, so one case is going to be the regular edition. Best case, dream case, is going to be the limited collector's edition. So those are just a few giveaways. And then, of course, you know, we always like to do flash giveaways here and there. And believe me when I say we have a lot of games to give away. So this is the time to be watching the channel, to be following, subscribing everywhere. Mm -hmm. If you want free stuff, I mean, you really can't go wrong by following myself. And I think that they're going to have to start sharing Switchopedia.com with these, right? Yes, we will. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, the campaign, because <laughs> that right there, like everybody who's doing the contest, if you all are sharing that, that's going to help us out, too. Oh, like, yeah. Tremendously. Like, just sharing the link with people and people seeing the awesome book, like, and everything. And it's super cool. And the items we have with it, like, I'm surprised more people aren't getting the, um, the arcade, though. That's the one that a lot of people besides for those that are like wanting everything like there isn't a lot of those type of backers which is surprising to me because to mm -hmm. me that's the the one where i was like man that's like the coolest thing and oh and like yeah we have a, a few and i was like interesting oh it's early and you know more people are going to be learning about this about the kickstarter campaign in, in the weeks to come I and mean, we've got 28 days to go we've just begun um and you're right i mean at the very least we just ask people just share switchopedia.com with your friends with anyone that's interested in the switch or who is a collector or just likes video game books in general they don't have to like the switch i mean it's just a, a great book in general but yeah we've got a lot of stuff planned in the coming weeks a lot of fun giveaways 
partner with different companies. So you and I have been talking with East Asia Soft and Play Asia yeah. to be doing a giveaway possibly for a Switch as well as a book. Um, so, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of great stuff. So definitely you got to be following us to, to be informed. And you got to be listening to this playcast because you're going to hear everything first on here. Yeah. Um, so we're actually... Like, cause I was looking and, you know, in, in the end I'm like hand making some of this stuff. So it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. not super crazy, but like we're almost <laughs> at a hundred book only hardcover book only backers, not including the early birds that like almost went immediately. Oh, that, so that was feedback that I got is that a lot of people were like, I just missed the early bird. And yeah. when you told me, you know, when I saw that we were going to do 20, I, it went live and I was I was sending out, you know, emails and I was making my posts. And by the time I went to the page, I'm pretty sure it was almost gone or gone already because I looked. I am the first backer. I was so proud. And I, you know, I did the I did the $40 tier. I didn't take I didn't take an early backer away from somebody else. But I remember I backed it and then instantly I went to Twitter and I was like, hey everybody, this is live now. And I went back to the page and I think all the early backers were just gone. And then throughout the day I just saw people posting like What's this early backer? Did I miss this? I just missed this. I can't believe it. And I was, and I'm thinking like, it's okay. Go for the forty. You'll get your money's worth. Don't worry about it. And like JP is like crazy. I told him he didn't have to back it, but he did. <laughs> like of course, I'm gonna back it. it I'm like, a supporter. It was crazy though. Like, and the thing is though is that the early beard, early bird tier is just to be like a fun little bonus oh, yeah. thing. And because like forty dollars for this book is gonna be super like affordable. Oh yeah comparatively to like other books of similar caliber they're all 60 70 dollars so if you think about in terms of a video game you're spending 40 dollars on a book that's going to give you hundreds and hundreds of hours of enjoyment that's well worth the value it's the history too so like now that it's over the funding like it is now a part of the switch history yeah it's going to be a part and now we're going to make it better and better and better and I will say that I, I love it when people, you know, comment, they're like, how are you going to fit everything in this book? It's still, the system is still like going on. And we're like, oh, no, 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 this is just year one. And then they go, oh, and we're like, yeah, like we're going to wait till the year closes before we do the next book. But I mean, no, if you think about it, when you look at the, the, the library that it's going to be by the end of this, I mean, I, I just envision having all these books in this like really big collector case that holds them all yeah. i mean you're gonna have so many volumes depending on if we're going to be splitting years in the future just because of how big it's going to be getting but i mean we're going to literally have it from day one to that very last switch game whenever that may be in the far far future and that's just going to be a crazy ride and by doing it early now we're able to capture everything while it's still fresh so the year finishes it's nothing that you really have to like it's going to be so obscure that we've never heard of something, right? Because, you know, I, I follow everything, you know, collector-related. We have such a great community that's sharing everything that it's, it's, it's an active book, in a sense, where it's, it's, it's a, live, a live development that we're doing, if I'm, I'm phrasing it correctly. But, it's, but you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing, and it's just, you know, we're just at the beginning of this. I mean, year one is the easy year, if you think about it, mm-hmm. and year two is where we – where it really just explodes globally in, in such a good way and all the limited publishers come on board. I mean, it just, it's going to add so much more to the book and it's going to be really cool because I guarantee you, and I said this for the year one book and definitely in the future years, there is going to be stuff 
whether it's promotional items or actual physical releases that you've never seen before. Or you may have, yeah. or maybe, you know, maybe some people have seen, but, you know, the casual collector may not have noticed that there is a Rocket League Italian Collector's Edition out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not widely known. You have to, like, I had to have somebody just randomly tell me one day, going, like, you know, there's this uh, Rocket League Collector Edition with a, a little ball with two little cars in it, right? And I'm like, nope. And I'm like, but I need it now. And they were able to get me one. I would never have known otherwise. And, and it's things like that that I want to make sure we're capturing in the book because it's going to be so fun to flip through and go, wow, this came out for the Switch. I had no idea. And, I mean, the thing that's going to go crazy is, like, we mentioned Year 2 is big, and Year three's bigger already. And <laughs> yeah. so that opens up, though, opportunity because – Year two, like next year after volume one's in everybody's hands, year two is going to be the campaign. It just might be two books, but right. it'll be released together. So mm-hmm. um, the thing will be, though, the opportunity is there's a lot to write. So there's going to be some, you know, people that can literally get paid to write in the book and stuff like that because we're mm-hmm. not going to be able to physically handle that many write-ups and so i'm gonna get right. reach out to some professional writers and stuff and have people out there um, that's awesome yeah we have to though we're, we're not going to be able to cover it all ourselves at that point um but all the like stuff that we want to cover we're going to cover like that's just not what's going to work but it's going to open up opportunities i have a lot of buddies of mine that are professional writers that would love to to get some work and it'll help them out too so you know, right now I want to do everything myself, though. But with with the Switch Collector Plus, I'm working on the complete Genesis, and I want to do every mm-hmm. other system in the world ever. Um, <laughs> it's just there's too much. So I mean, I why not? If people are su- supporting already at this point, we might as well make it the community even bigger, offer opportunities up. Um, Honestly, like I didn't expect there to be like over a hundred backers the first day, so it's awesome. I'm like blown away, and it just mm-hmm. that's my thought is I'm like, all right, so how can I make this more community driven? How can I give out more opportunities and opportunities for people? And of course, people will still right. be able to contribute and get their stories in the books too. But like, oh yeah, we're talking, you know, instead of having was it sixty or seventy like games not including digital we're talking hundreds three four hundred games physically plus the digital exploded exponentially so Mm -hmm. like that it's just gonna be nuts and like we'll figure it out it might be three books in year two who knows because how we started this standard is how it's going in the next volume so if it's one to six pages it's one to six pages like and i still and i think somebody had had commented on a suggestion and i love the idea of possibly doing like a compendium or a separate book for limited releases because as we keep going there's so many publishers coming on the scene and so many editions that i really want to like dedicate to them because you know they they're helping to preserve these games that were digital only and i mean with their collector editions i would love to show off all the pieces i love to do you know, reviews on all, obviously we would do reviews on all the games, but also like the stats, like how many were sold and, and, you know, where were they offered and just all, all those things like surrounding that. And I mean, we're going to have so many limited publishers that 
Like you'd either have your own section or really your own book at this point. Yeah, because so it's I gonna mean, be something to think about. That's gonna be captured in the in the actual reviews for sure. We gotta figure out how to make it look cool. Um, right. However, I like the idea of having a subset or a limited book as well. Um, mm-hmm. Depends on how large it is. Like once we lay out year two, it might right. make sense to have a a separate one. But then, do we do it? volumize do we how do we do right. it because like or do we literally include it in the complete the switch collector which is definitely needs to be included but right. do we just wait till the switch is completely done and then have their own dedicated right. book as well so you can have both i like that having would be... it all <laughs> yeah you know i that would be a good idea and the good news is we have some time to think about that mm-hmm. exactly um and yes. like the thing is, is with, like I see the the other tiers, the bonus items and stuff. It's just cool stuff that we want, and I have oh, to yeah. hand make them. So if there's only ten, I won't be heartbroken. <laughs> I, <laughs> I already know it's going to be way more because there's a lot of people that said they want everything. But it's like I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, man, I already got to hand make uh, six boxes in one day. So <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> so I'm I got to start. I'm gonna start working on that early. Um, nice. oh, oh, one other thing is that those that are getting items directly from people, like the arcade or the Moto's Glass, um, you're going to get that directly shipped to you Like as soon as the money is collected and we, we get it deposited. I'm going to like buy all the Moto's Glass ones, and they're going to go out to everybody like That's way awesome. before the book's out. Um, so I need to actually put that in the um, split shipping. Ship some... Yeah, ships relatively immediately. Um, so I added, like, while we were doing the episode, I was writing notes that I got to do for that thing. <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So where can we find us so we can put a bow on this episode? Um, sure. I'm available at switchopedia.com. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, now you do realize that people have went and bought, like, at least a few people have bought my entire back catalog that's available. Um, that is available at Hagenshelly.com, but like some of the book backers have went and go, Oh my gosh, there's another five or six books. And it was like uh-huh. I was like, Oh, that's trouble because I have some out of stock. Um, anyways, <laughs> at Hagenshelly.com over and I'm at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and at Hagen's mm-hmm. Alley on the Twitter and um at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram, which I don't know if I've posted about the campaign on Instagram yet. Um so I might have Yes, I think it's time. I think you've cut me off of social media though for the week, so now I have. You're allowed to <laughs> I'll allow it. Just don't respond to anyone. <laughs> um so where can people find you, JP? Yeah, so Twitter is JP Switchmania. YouTube is JP Switchmania. Instagram is JP Switchmania. My website is jpswitchmania.com. First and foremost, find me on switchopedia.com. That's where you need to be going for the next 28 days. Uh, But yeah, uh, if you like the Switch, if you want to learn more about the Switch, if you want to just be part of a really fun Switch community, just join us on on Twitter and just engage with us. I post everything... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I post everything physical related, and I think aside from having over 420 
three reviews now on our website. I do a weekly release post. So every Sunday it goes out. And if you're subscribed to the website, you'll get it to your email. If not, then you'll just see it when I post it on, on social media. But I list out everything coming out physically for the Switch, always supporting English. And that is pricing links, the details for the items, start times if it's a limited release, and more. So if you want to be kept in the loop, definitely subscribe and visit the website. And of course, Switch Mania Playcast. You have to be subscribing to this because it's such a great, such a great show. It's a fun listen to whether you're at work, on the road, in bed, wherever you are. If you want to just enjoy the Nintendo Switch, then listen to us. And we've got so many episodes now that we will keep you busy for days. That's right, Nick. because our shows are under an Mega hour. Man X Collection. <laughs> uh, next yes. week we're going to be doing that that special. Um, boss battle section and um, mm-hmm. pretty soon I'm going to have more individual Switch reviews than JP Switch Mania just by myself <laughs> yes you will <laughs> I mean I definitely have a collection of probably the most Super Nintendo reviews individually and the most Nintendo reviews individually so working, awesome. working on a cash um, thanks, doing it. thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next week see ya